0: Welcome to Pitch Intense, the movie pitching podcast from Foul Entertainment. I'm Mike. And I'm Hype. (laughs) And today we're taking on the monumental task of pitching not one, not two, but an entire phase worth of Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. We are rapidly approaching
1: Marvel Phase 4. Um, Infinity War will kind of kick off the ending of phase three and a lot more besides if Kevin Feige is to be believed. Mm-hmm. Um, and pitching the next
0: phase has proved very difficult. We've both been hard at work at this for upwards of a month, I think. I think in some embryonic form, but in the past two weeks, we've really been going at it yes. in terms of like getting full ideas down for. I mean, essentially, we're, we're taking the concept of this podcast and tenfolding it quite literally. Yes,
1: now you may have heard a, uh, a Spider-Man pitch episode and a DCEU um, pitch episodes. They're not going to be as long as those because they are roughly about 10 pitches each. So these are more elevator pitches, though some are more elaborate than others. Um, now with mind that's the case of when it's a entirely new concept and not a sequel. I've gone a bit further out. Um, and of course, this comes with a few caveats. We know two of the movies in Phase 4... That is the Spider-Man, gradu- uh, Spider-Man Homecoming uh, sequel, <laughs> nearly. And uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 are both coming. And it's safe to presume there's probably going to be sequels to the popular movies, particularly Black Panther. That's almost nailed on to happen now.
0: Yeah. It,
1: something catastrophic would have to happen for that not to go ahead.
0: Speaking of, Black Panther review it is available now on foulonsterman.com and, and on salecloud.com slash foul You can go listen to that review in a word. Pretty good. That's two yeah, words. Yeah, yeah. Nicely
1: plugged there, Michael. i got three words for you. Nicely Let's pitch plugged. the shit out of
0: this shit. Um, also, Michael has braved
1: the tundra to be here, as we are now coming live from Siberia, England. <laughs> Who knew? After the Beast from the East, a proper name for a storm, yeah. has hit us, and not, <laughs> oh, Storm Mary.
0: <laughs> the Beast from the East, although it, it does sound like one of the hentais I read before I came over. Oh. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so if we get frozen at some point, you
1: know what's happened. If we yeah. start
0: getting a little cold, it, it's all gone wrong. If there's any jittering, that. it's not us banging the table. Although we will be banging the table. Due to hype. Yes, um, super no, hype.
1: I went first in the DCEU one, um, which I believe I won with my fantastic Booster Gold
0: pitch. It was perfect. It inspired a movie, which I want to do. If we do another standalone uh, Marvel movie show... Yes. Off the back of hearing how good your Booster Gold one was. I've got an idea in my head oh. for a new franchise, which I've not included in these 10 movies. Right. So this is how teeming with ideas we are for this. We Just, are. I've already left one out. I don't want to tell you because it's, it's so don't, good. It's don't ruin so it. so good. Don't
1: ruin it. Right, so uh, Michael is going first. And we've any further ado, Michael, pitch us. Phase four.
0: Well, just to get to phase four, we have to get through the rest of phase three. Yeah. So, Infinity War. I think with some confidence we can say what stuff's going to go down. Mm -hmm. So we know that Thanos is going to at least come close to finishing the Infinity Gauntlet in the trailers we've seen him with two stones. My guess is he'll end up with about four, maybe. Um, I reckon that this is not going to be without some deaths, though. I think that within this, uh, you're going to see Cap dying. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, Cap dying is tick number one on my checklist, either for Infinity War Part 1 or whatever Part 2 ends up being. I think there will be a lot of death, actually. My guess is that Spider-Man and Vision are going out in Part 1 to be revived in Part 2. Right. I think there's going to be some time fuckery going on. Ah. I think that will be the one that doesn't get taken. I think the time stone will be... The, the one stone that doesn't make it out. Because my theory is the soul stone in whatever form it takes. I think it lives underneath those purple root things in Wakanda. That's not a bad idea at all. So it would make sense while there's a massive war in Wakanda in Infinity War, which gives us chance to have like Hulk inside the Hulkbuster armor and all these cool fight scenes. Um, as for Ant-Man and the Wasp, I think that's that's got to take place before this movie. There's no way this is taking place after Infinity War, yep. this is pretty much a flashback, uh, and it's going to be bringing back. um Well, maybe I think the whole Lawrence Fishburne Goliath thing—he'll die. I think he might be the villain, okay which is fine. Mm. Um, I think we'll get Janet Van Dyne back, who will then die. I yeah. think that's fine. Not the white gold. Not the white gold. She—I I reckon she's going to be relegated to a cameo. We've got—we've already got Hope Van Dyne. As a wasp, so I don't think we need another one. You don't just cast the white golden and put her in a cameo. So I don't know. Have to if she makes it out, the best she's going to be supporting for another Ant Man movie, if indeed it gets one. Anyway, Captain Marvel, as we know, set in the 90s, it's going to introduce the Scrolls. We know damn well now that Jude Law is playing Captain Marvel, which is good news because that means we can have all the cosmic shit in yes, this you movie. Can. The only prerequisite I have for Captain Marvel is that it has to end with her going off world. Right. I think. You, you form some ragtag team not unlike the Valkyries from the new comics. Yeah. Um, sort of the Marvel now run onwards. That's when that mm-hmm. team came in. And you let Carol Danvers go off into space for a bit to set up for her. Maybe a cameo in part one, but I think it's easier money to put her in part two, which I'm just going to start calling Inve- Avengers Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. Because that's the only title I've got to go off. Apparently this was leaked by Zoe Saldana accidentally in an interview. Right. Okay. Um, where, again, I haven't really planned out much other than the only co- two constants that I think have gone into pretty much all of my ideas is Captain Steve Rogers, Captain America, is dead. Mm-hmm. He will die in this movie. It's the end of his contract. Okay, Thor will fuck off. Maybe not die he will go. Sorry, this is the third one I'm thinking yeah. of on the fly. And finally, you have to have Tony Stark uh, retiring the Iron Man suit and becoming the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. This is all you need. These are the basic building blocks of, okay, the Hulk is unreliable. We can't have him in every movie. In other words... Ruffalo's your cameo machine. Yeah, yeah. Thor, renegotiate your contracts, because Ragnarok did really well, but your two mainstays of Cap and Iron Man have to go. Right,
1: Right. okay.
0: So you start with Spider-Man Graduation. Obviously, it's the next confirmed movie Mm -hmm. uh, I've put down for a date of July 5th, 2019. Okay. Oh, before this, I I forgot that. The post-credits to (laughs) Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. (laughs) uh, Which is setting up the entirety of this phase, much like Thanos did at the end of phase one. Okay. Um, It will feature a a weird looking alien ship and it's going to be sort of like in this weird sort of like off green hue and Mm. somebody will come up to a a shadowy figure sitting in a giant mechanical throne Mm. and say the Avengers have not only made themselves known to the world, but now to the cosmos and even beyond, perhaps even through a a fist slams down all of time, Kang the Conqueror. Okay. You immediately set up Kang the Conqueror. Oh, it's not uh, Galactus. <laughs> the what? Why well, is it never Galactus? You've got to build it. A... <laughs> You've, phone... <got> to... <laughs> You've, You've got to, got to build Galactus. a Galactus. Phone everyone is what you say for Galactus. Okay. So for now, our next big bad will be Kang, played by Ian McShane. Oh. I think okay. he's got the gravitas. I think you're gonna have to do some CGI Andy Serkis fuckery with him. But I I definitely think he's got the gravitas and the presence to be an authoritative rule world, uh, rule worlder, world ruler. (laughs) So, yeah, Kang, Ian McShane, that's where we're going. But before we get there, we've got to go to Spider-Man graduation. Now, everyone, I hope, has heard our Spider-Man pitch for, for the sequel. Mine stays relatively unchanged, but... With a few caveats. Okay. Uh, instead of uh, Daredevil swooping in to save the day, I'm changing that up with a, a new character, which unfortunately gives away uh, another movie that we'll be talking about That's in a minute. Fine. But I feel like it's a it's a needed cameo. Okay. Um. So within that plot, obviously you know that revolves around Mysterio taking over the Daily Bugle, and oh, I, I had the Rhino in that movie as well, and yes, I want did. to change that to the Scorpion. Okay. So, because. I think the Rhino it's just too soon to redo that character. Okay. So we're saving Rhino maybe for when we do Goblin in Phase Five, which I've not really thought about because okay. not in this one. It's Mysterio's time. Um. So within that sort of Daredevil cameo scene I had where Devil, Devil, there, Daredevil beats up the Rhino, mm. I'm instead having the Human Torch, mm. and and I think earlier on in the movie you need to introduce a, a, a guy called Johnny, yeah, who's new to Spider-Man's class, worried about you know. Getting your work placements and doing well in the finals, and it's almost like this kid's appeared out of nowhere, and he seems a bit out of touch. Right, and it's it's for a very good reason. Oh, okay, uh, so you set up Johnny Storm, uh, Storm, <laughs> set up, you set up Johnny Storm in that cameo. Okay, uh, I am having him played by Nat Wolff. Who's that? Um, remember, the, remember that Death Note movie I hate? Yes, yeah, that kid. Now here's the thing. <laughs> I hated him in Paper Towns, and I hated him in Death Note, but I don't think he's a bad actor. And, luckily, he's a very, very similar age to Tom Holland. You can play that dynamic of the Torch-Spider-Man friendship really well going forward, and I think you've got to invest in some younger acting talent. So okay. I think he would make a decent, younger version of Johnny Storm, and I think that's the emphasis you'll get as we get on to what we do with the Fantastic Four, which, by the way... Uh, our post-credit scene uh, changes from the reveal of Norman Osborn. Yeah. Um, we keep Norman Osborn in, but only as a mid-credit stinger. Um, but of course, he's not being played by Kevin Spacey in this anymore. I uh, uh. He's tainted, so I'm replacing him with Jason Isaacs. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. He okay. would make a good Osborn. He would make a good But he's now your mid-credit stinger. I've got rid of whatever the mid-credit stinger was in that one. Your post-credit stinger is remember the Avengers Tower. Yes. And how I said he was going to be bought out by um, Mysterio under his alias. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, requisitions of that come under the thing. It's mm. like, okay, mm. so we need to find a new buyer and quick. Enter Joseph Gordon Levitt, who says, I'm representing the Baxter Foundation. My name is Dr. Reed Richards. Okay. And I'd be happy to take this building off your hands.
1: Okay. I'm getting with JGLB. JGL. Being, JGL.
0: Uh... As, as suave-ass okay. Reed Richards. Oh,
1: I don't think the world's ready for suave Reed Richards.
0: Mm. Uh, it would be good. I, I think he could pull it off. Again, I think he can pull it off. The emphasis is younger. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so Spider-Man Graduation, done. Out of the park, as my opinion. Mm-hmm. So your last movie of 2019 then is um a new property. Mm. Sort of.
1: Oh, no. I've done...
0: I, think, you, in I mine. think we've done something here. Oh god, here we um, go. In November, oh what was the date? They've got already penciled in for this November, November 5th, 6th. November 6th, sorry, 2019 is Black Widow oh, god damn it. red <laughs> in the ledger. <laughs> Have we given it the same subtitle? No, you, we haven't, but of course i put my Black Widow movie there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've penned this one to be directed by David Leitch and Chad Stelski, who directed John Wick and John Wick 2. Yeah, okay. Obviously. It's a partial adaptation of both the Web of Intrigue and Name of the Rose stories. Uh, basically, in this one, Hawkeye slash Ronin, because we don't know who he's going to end up as, okay, um, uh, is captured and seemingly killed on a live TV broadcast by somebody who looks suspiciously... Like Black Widow. This is Yelona Belova, uh, who is part, of, <laughs> part of the um, the R2 program, which is the program that birthed the Black Widow and mm-hmm. all those other agents, uh, who is actually played by Scarlett Johansson. Oh! It's a dual role. I'm going to have her do good cop, bad cop sort of thing okay. for this. I mean, that and my only other option for casting somebody who looks even remotely like ScarJo would have been Amber Heard. And I'm not yeah. impressed with her so far. So, no. okay. I, I originally that's who was going to be, but I figured that uh, Scarjo did such a good job in Lucy and Ghost in the Shell of playing this sort of like weird, don't know who I am sort of personality identity thing. Mm-hmm. I think she could pull off a dual role really well. So your first part of the Black Widow movie is widow essentially falling from grace. She has to work against a network of other widow agents uh, across the globe in order to clear her name and prevent anybody else uh, from dying within the Avengers because this is what's going on this organisation is targeting the Avengers in order to bring them down and disgrace them. Right. Along the way, we'll learn a little bit more about uh, Black Widow's torture training and what happened to it in the Red Room. We only got hints of that Yeah. in Age of Ultron. I think we really need to delve more into that, which includes a scene where she was trained by the Winter Soldier. Because okay. that happened in the comics. It sure as fuck ha- having that happen. Uh, this is where we set up our villain for the piece, who is Alexei Shostakov. Bless me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Otherwise known as the Red Guardian in the books, uh, who I haven't cast purely because I don't know anybody else. I'm not sure of who I could cast in terms of getting somebody with an authentic sort of Soviet area Russian accent Mm. going on. You still need to watch the Americans. Yeah, maybe I do. Mate, who's the, who's the lead dude in the Americans? Who do you like? Um, from... Costa Ronin. Costa Ronin. I
1: cast him as the comedian in my thing.
0: Sweet. So. Now he's the Red Guardian. Hey, Sweet. About that. All right. So Costa Ronin is my Red Guardian. Uh, so essentially what happens is um, the double, Belova, uh, he kills a number of spies against Widow. Widow's also going around the world and trying to rehabilitate the spies. Like You don't have to follow the orders of the Red Guardian. and Most of them right. end up in fistfights. Um, what we find out is that all of this is being funded by AIM, since they are an in-universe thing. Yep. I think where they need to be roasted prominence in uh, in one of the movies. <laughs> so it's an AIM-funded slash Soviet mind control program. Widow has to fight off um, not only her doppelganger in a fight in the middle of Russia, but also a brainwashed Clint Barton, because, of course, he's been brainwashing everything else he's turned up <laughs> yeah. in. So why not here? Uh, so what happens in that fight is she gets saved by Nick Fury. Mm. We find out that he's been uh, creating LMDs. He's gone way into hiding. He's just sending out his robots now. Right. That's a cool thing to bring the LMDs over from S.H.I.E.L.D. From yep. S.H.I.E.L.D. essentially. Uh, and that's where that movie goes. Uh, essentially, it's going to be a case of... It's going to go to a really dark place in terms of... Disc- discovering what happened to her Mm -hmm. I think maybe it'd be cool if it ended with um, Yolanda Belova maybe committing suicide or something like that as she learns what the horrible mind-washing things did to in the red room Black Panther Black Panther the corpse good point carry on yeah um so yeah red guardian's gonna be killed obviously because it's the starting movie in black widow franchise maybe so you get rid of the first villain to maybe bring in a new one okay and that's where that one goes after that we go to may the 1st where obviously um an early summer hit and the only other one we've got penned in is guardians of the galaxy volume 3 Mm -hmm. obviously james Gunn's going to return to write and direct that one i'm pitching this as the final guardians movie now only in a sense that it's the final one with the original team yeah whether or not it wants to go off and do 3000 from here or possibly guardians of nowhere it uh, that's for phase five that's okay it's not for this phase so guardians of the galaxy volume three is gonna revolve around the galaxy being in a world like a whole fallout from the effect of the infinity movies um the Sovereign, who you remember from Guardians of the Galaxy 2, have established something called the Church of Universal Truth in a far corner of the galaxy, and they're hoping to radicalise anybody who was affected by Thanos, mm. which was a lot of people. So Guardians have now gone to Earth, done that stuff, and now they're coming back to deep space, back to nowhere to find everything is fucked. Right. So Lovely. um there is a mysterious golden man calling himself Adam, who you will know as Adam Warlock. Yes. Who I have picked Nathan Fillion to play. Oh,
1: okay. You've gone
0: the complete other route that I have. Well, I figured this is the thing. Guardians are still comedy movies, and the Sovereign were kind of funny in a way. Yeah. So I think it's only fitting that their perfect creation is still a little bit comedically flawed. Okay. Yeah. But Nathan Fillion is a is a dashing man. Could pull off the the rip muscles and chiseled jaw of Adam Warlock, and also I think when he's given chance, if you've watched him in Castle, he can pull off a lot of sort yep. of stoicism. He's really really good. Uh, so Adam. Essentially, agrees to fight with the Guardians. Um, to you know, he turns on the Sovereign really early. Um, that's going to come up later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but as they return to nowhere, the Guardians cross paths uh, with somebody who has formed a team called the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a bit odd. Turns out, in the absence of Guardians, mm. another team has showed up, right, to sort of take their place. The Guardians of Nowhere, if you will, okay. uh, being headed by somebody who appears in a post-credits from another movie, Richard Ryder, a.k.a. Nova. I have to get him in here. I have to get Nova in. And I've picked Alexander Skarsgård for Nova. Okay. Purely because I wanted somebody who can do... just From what we've seen in these other movies, and even that Tarzan movie, which turned out pretty okay, Mm -hmm. is he can do Tortured. And I think because I want to go to the furthest point in Nova's story, I don't want to go with young Richard Ryder and then advancing through the core and then having that. My version of Richard Ryder essentially gets contacted by the Nova Worldmind after Infinity Wars. This could be a post-credits for anything after Gauntlet. Right. Saying Zandar has died and with it, the Nova Force has got to be passed on to somebody who's worthy. You'll do. Yeah, essentially. I mean, you've got to have some contrivances within okay. that. Okay. But Richard Ryder, Alexander Skarsgård, who's now shot off into space and left behind... His adopted son. More on that later, Darren. Okay, I'll, up.
1: I'll remember that.
0: Also, within this team, uh, you have uh, Moon Dragon, uh, otherwise known as Kamaria. That's the the bald lady, isn't it? That is the bald uh... lady, uh, who, if you'll remember, is actually Drax the Destroyer's long lost daughter. Oh yeah. Now in this in the movies, no. Drax. No, the thing is, they, what they were killed. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna have. Oh, sorry, I didn't. Tell you, I was playing that. Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. I needed a Stranger Things alum, and she's good at shaving a head. Like, so, you needed
1: a bald dude. Yeah. <laughs> <A> bald chick, <laughs> even. A bald chick,
0: even. And I think it worked really well with the age difference as well. We haven't had a child on this team. Yep. So yeah. So, yeah, Be some interesting dynamics there. So, she's playing Drax's daughter. So, she's going to have grey skin and potentially like some smaller red tattoos, right. as well as like the black thing and the daggers, and it's going to be cool. She's being mentored by Philo Vell, otherwise known as Quasar, who I have tapped Emma Stone to play. Okay. Because I needed somebody who looks good in a cape and a bob cut. So Yeah, she can do that. Yeah, she can do that. Also backed up on their team, you have Bug. Um, Again, if you've read the 2008 books, Bug comes into this really sort of like midway. He's he's not that powerful. Is he a bug? He is a bug. Ah. He looks like a massive insect, who I want Riz Ahmed to play. Okay. Good choice. Brother Omar. Got to get him in. Oh, yes, you have. Brother Demi Rapids. Annoying. And of course, Cosmo the Space Dog. Okay. We have been blueballed by Cosmo the space dog for two movies. It's a dog in a fishbowl, Michael. I'm it's not... fixing this. Okay, he's fine. the communications expert, and he's uh... being voiced by Alan Tudyk. Okay, because that's what you do. All right, yeah. So essentially, the teams are going to fight. They're going to have their disagreements, uh, but inevitably, they are going to eventually come together as a unified sort of 12 person guardian team. So you can have civil war style moments with these characters. Okay. Um, What's going to happen in this movie is essentially we're going to be doing the whole, we're chasing down, you know, Thanos to a degree. We believe he may have entered an alternate dimension. We don't want him to come back. There's a tear at the other end of the universe. We're going to go patch it up. Right. Um, This leads to Magus, who you'll know is the evil version of Adam Warlock. Yes. Uh, coming to birth within Adam Warlock himself. So so Nathan Fillion's going to do a heel turn as your villain. Nice. It's going to end with opening up the negative zone. Okay. Which is important for later. Yep. Where you're going to see a whole host of different Marvel villains. So you're going to have some of the Badoona in there, Blastars in there. You're going to maybe see a cameo of an old shuttle, maybe in the background there, just... Feeding into another movie. Okay. Don't worry about that. Oh, there's so much going on. And the movie's going to end with uh, Star-Lord and Nova essentially fighting Magus back into um, the negative zone where the thing's going to close behind them and both of them are presumed dead. Okay. They're going to have a monument built to them on nowhere. The movie ends there. The Guardians are without a leader, but they are unified by their trust in their ideals. Okay. Nice. Moving on. So the next date will be August 7th of the same year. That's 2020, where I've gone for a sequel. Uh, this is The Oath of Doctor Strange. Ooh! Um, don't worry, this is a really, really short one. Same. There's not much you can say about this. You've heard of the old storyline, haven't you? No. Oh, okay. It's the storyline where it turns out that Wong has cancer. Yay! Okay. Essentially, Doctor Strange goes around the world trying to look for a cure for... For cancer. For cancer, which he apparently can't magic away. Okay. uh, Which, um, not in this book, but I've decided to feed in because most of these movies just take the titles along with it. Um, So it's him trying to fight against his oath to be the Sorcerer Supreme, as well as his Hippocratic oath of being a doctor. Meanwhile, Baron Mordo is going to come back and... Too many sorcerers. Yeah. You see where this is going. This
1: is way too many sorcerers.
0: <laughs> There's not much you can say about this. I haven't really cast anybody new. Mordo's no. your bad guy. He'd make a damn good bad guy. I don't think you really need anything else.
1: Yeah, it's the problem with the with these types of sequels. They're very, very hard to do. Um, particularly, I mean, I wrote this before watching Black Panther. I haven't made many changes to the my Black Panther sequel. But particularly with Captain Marvel. And not knowing where the chips lay for those people after... Infinity War, it made my sequels quite hard to do. Yeah. So, yeah, my, my Doctor Strange is slightly longer than that, but there we go. I
0: think the only thing to note about the other Doctor Strange is we probably won't see that much sort of like crazy mind melding stuff we saw in the original because that mm-hmm. was sort of a gateway in. Right. This is going to be more so traveling the world and different dimensions in order to try and find a way for. Yeah. Doctor Strange to live up to his namesake, mm-hmm. which would be kind of cool. No, no real surprises in this one. I haven't really planned anything out further than just the basic plot because that carries itself, I think. I think the whole Mordo revenge story um, will play into that. So after that, you go to November 6th, 2020, where I have pegged another new franchise, The Fantastic Four. Okay. Otherwise known as Fantastic Four, The First Family. Nice. Which is the movie title given mm-hmm. it. If this movie is not directed by Brad Bird...
1: Something's gone horribly, Something horribly wrong. Something has
0: gone horribly wrong. I don't know who's going to write it just yet. Uh, as you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Reed Richards. Nat Wolff is Johnny Storm. So what happens in mine... Oh, sorry. Two more casting choices. Yeah, there is. That you know of. Uh, my Sue Storm is being played by Ruby Rose, who was the silent assassin in uh, John Wick 2. The one who had to do all the uh, sign language. Remember that one? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. yes, yes, yes. And my Ben Grimm, otherwise known as The Thing, being played by Pilo Azbeck. Uh, you might know him as Euron Greyjoy. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Ruby Rose is is a hell of a left field choice. It is. She's all tatted up and stuff. She is all tatted up and stuff. That's stuck. just through Storm?
0: Again, I'm going younger. You are? Be- okay, no, it's, it's a bold choice. And I'm into there's it. There's a good reason for this because I've kind of stolen a little bit of Movie Bob's thing. Just the start bit, though. I okay.
1: think Movie Bob wrote probably the most perfect Fantastic Four picture there is, so yeah. that's fine. One that didn't include Doom as well, which was amazing. I ripped up someone else for one of my pictures as well, so it's fine. That's all right.
0: So I've stolen the start bit. It takes place in 69. They get launched into space. And essentially, instead of getting hit by cosmic rays, uh, they are part of a test FTL spacecraft. So they've all volunteered. Um, Essentially, they've snubbed one of their friends in order to get this gig, who isn't particularly angry more on him later. Um, They go into space. They try the faster than light thing. It essentially sends them into the negative zone, tying up that cameo they had in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Nice. Um, So what happens is when they eventually come back... As their DNA is altered, uh, they land in a present-day Sokovia. Okay. Which has now been named to the sovereign state of Latveria. Hey. You see what I'm doing hey. here? So they're rescued by a woman called Lucia von Bardem. I haven't cast. I don't know who the hell I'd do okay. for that one. Carol Vorderman. Carol, Carol Vorderman. Perhaps not. Um, and they get taken to the court of Victor von Doom. Played mm. by <sighs> Javier Bardem. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm essentially setting up is that in the 60s, Reed and Doom were part of S.W.O.R.D. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. this is before S.H.I.E.L.D., perhaps. Okay. Well, yeah. S.W.O.R.D., at the same time as S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. when they thought they were definitely going to be under attack from an extraterrestrial threat that didn't manifest until the 90s. Right. Okay. Um, as they didn't come back, S.W.O.R.D. lost all of its funding and essentially destroyed Doom's career. He then had to move back to his home nation of Sokovia, where, of course, everything went to shit after Ultron, leading them in a sort of weird kind of hung parliament state. There was nobody left to take over, except for an enigmatic Victor Von Doom, who took over and essentially started the nation of Latveria. So because Reed recognises Doom, they instantly trust him. Mm. Mm. Uh, So what essentially happens there is that their reappearance is kind of a, a big event. Like, that craft we launched in the 60s, it's back. And Nick Fury's like, we want it back. Yeah. So he forms a new Howling Commandos led by the Winter Soldier, because you have to set up the fact that Winter Soldier's taking up this cat mantle. Yeah, yeah. So the more that he does, and I'm also kind of playing on the whole uh, secret war I think, you know, when Nick Fury took Avengers into Latveria and then brainwashed them to believe that they didn't go. Yeah. Taking that little element and having... Uh, Winter Soldier slash Bucky Barnes slash Captain America lead a team of new hailing commandos into Latveria in order to reclaim the craft, um, along with Franklin Storm. Uh, Essentially, the four are going to be mentored and manipulated by Doctor Doom into defending Latveria from the team of Secret Avengers. um, And after realising that who Doom is, through a reconciliation with Franklin Storm, who's now aged horribly, Mm. because he's an old-ass man, he's like, you've been gone for... 50 years right well you know i hope you're well and all this stuff <laughs> i'm picturing the night from uh, indian jones and the last crusade oh that would actually be a good show if he was alive <laughs> um I'm, I'm guessing he's dead i don't know i'd
1: imagine so
0: <laughs> so when the four kind of realize what's going on and they're being turned into a lat variant super team weapon they turn on doom who sends them all into the negative zone using some magic and releases a sort of like b-tier fantastic four villain known as terminus in order to battle them they take them down as a family unit and as they return to latveria doom has already escaped leaving just lucia Bardem, who attempts to kill them but fails and is captured by shield the movie ends with them going back to new york buying the baxter building and going the world is ready for a family of heroes okay following on from that in february 17th i think i placed this one Mm -hmm. of 2021 we have a sequel again Sort of. Uh, this is Captain America Secret Wars, Ooh. where we have multiple Captain Americas. more oh. Captain Americas that you can shake a stick at, Darren. Uh, the official mantle has been taken over by Bucky Barnes. Okay. Sam Wilson is not happy with this, and again has decided to call himself Captain America. Right. So we've already got sort of like a, a new Civil War brewing. Right. But with the death of Captain America Kirk becomes the death of an icon, and mm. this has taken its toll not only on the Avengers and the teams beyond that, but also on the world. People are wondering what's happened to Steve Rogers, the man that they trusted. Mm-hmm. Why is a terrorist taken over the mantle of Captain America? Yep. Why does he have a weird metal arm? I don't know. <laughs> but with all that, people are essentially sort of rising up and wanting to take the mantle over themselves. Mm-hmm. The movie is very much a rivalry. I'm a better Captain America than you movie between... Falcon and Winter Soldier because they have to deal with people like US Agent who's a government funded version of Captain America nice. and Flag Smasher who is literally just a hoodlum in a Captain America fucking shitty Halloween costume Right. Nice. the movie essentially is playing with the trope that is the idea of having a Captain America worse you know than having multiple Captain Americas. The movie, I'm not sure whether we're going to get a definite answer. In my head, Bucky Barnes continues as Captain America, purely because he's got more movies on his contract. Uh, But I think there's definitely room to have cameos by uh, America Chavez, perhaps, Mm -hmm. bringing in some of those lower tier um, and newer Marvel characters. And again, this one's not going to be a big event movie. Right. It's very much a, the sort of like drawn back personal movie that, say, Winter Soldier was. Right, okay. It's pretty much a thriller in its own right, but this one's got more to do with sort of the analogue of how we view patriotism in this right. world. Right, theme. Theming. Michael, oh, I didn't tell you my really clever theming for the entire arc, did I? The entire phase? No, that would have been helpful. <laughs> that would have been helpful. Do you want to wrap up with that, Mike? Yeah. That well. might be the better place to put it now. Uh, okay, then, not a problem. So after that one, again, that one's just kind of like a. Right, An idea itself... over there, yes. It, it, it happens separate to everything else. It's very much an America-centric story, whereas the rest are dealing with way bigger concepts. Right. This one is just, I don't know, kind of maybe... A, Smaller an, in scale. Well, yeah, I mean, more so an analogy on on the sort of like harsh political landscape that we've got in America right, right. now. I think there's room to do that in a Marvel movie. So it's basically Marvel's Team America. Marvel's Team America featuring S- Trump. Uh, Sweet. Cool. Because you got to have a mention of Trump in there. Um, July 3rd, 2021...
1: No, sorry, just we're pitching stuff for 2021.
0: Yeah. Now this this one this one this one could go either way. I went back and forth oh. on including this one because it's technically a new entry, okay? But it's not a new hero. Go on. Deadpool three booted. Oh, is the title oh. Gone for. that's perfect. So no, like, well done. We're going to retroactively. <laughs> i link... end it there. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to retroactively link the good parts of the Fox. Uh, X Men Universe with yeah. the MCU and essentially make Ryan Reynolds Deadpool canon, okay. which is good. What happens okay. in this one is that Wilson, Wade Wilson has decided that, uh, as he <laughs> after he's watching Back to the Future in a drunken binge, mm-hmm. he decided to take himself and Negasonic Teenage Warhead into the future and accidentally landed in the MCU. Okay. So awkward. As he gets out of the car, wants to make a joke like everything seems more funded <laughs> i feel safer as if there's a team of lawyers behind the camera like, you know uh, it's just going to be a vehicle for those kinds of jokes so wilson's gonna essentially scale the fourth wall like you've never known because he's hopping over it yep and um, he lands in the mcu and he's essentially in search of the x-men and he's gonna <laughs> he's looking for the x-men he's like there has to be the x-men somewhere around here has anyone seen Logan? No. What about that dick with one eye? No, he's not there. What about the fit chick? Which one? Red costume? Which one? You know, those kind of things. <laughs> okay. um, so that's going to be your link into possibly bringing the X-Men in. I think you have to end with a cameo by Charles Xavier. Yes. Then. Which obviously, as you know, from yeah. my X-Men pitch was being played by Mark, Mark Strong. Mark Strong, yes. The final joke, of course, being... <laughs> I have to send an SMS. Wait a minute. Stuart McAvoy. I know who he is, and then he, <laughs> then he goes to like Mark Strong's house, and he's right. just he's just Professor X. He's like, Mark Strong? Who? And You'll do <laughs> like stuff like that. I like it. I like it. I like it. So that would be my rooting for the X Men. Quick note: X Men, not in the rest of this pitch.
1: Okay, smart. I've taken a similar thing for the most part. I'll tell you about that in a minute. We'll get to
0: that then. I, I don't know this. This one that was one that was always gonna be like, I've got to get him in somewhere yeah
1: they're not gonna at some point during phase four if they're ever going to use them which they are it has to start being planted before the end of this i
0: think you have to in my head you have to pick fantastic four or x-men and i think x-men have had more hits at the park than fantastic four they have they don't need rescuing deadpool however that's the money-making machine that you put in a summer movie it is anyway moving on to november 7th 2021 Another sequel, and again, this is this started out as just a footnote, but I've actually started thinking about this movie more and more after having recently watched Black Panther. Okay. So Black Panther 2, otherwise known as Black Panther's Rage. Nice. I think that's what you've got to call this movie. Uh, uh, you got to bring Ryan Coogler back. I think he did a really good yep, job. Yep. I think he's a really Absolutely, fantastic director. Right? Uh, but this is where you get him to do something that's a bit more complex than Black Panther. That's not just here's two incredibly buff, handsome dudes punching each other you got to go a bit further. Yeah. So with this one, we're going to go into a little bit of a weird territory for Black Panther. And I kind of want to do a political thriller. Okay. Um, so whilst uh, T'Challa has been away establishing Wakanda as a world power and also fighting Thanos, that was a thing. Yep. The internal politics and literal backstabbing inside Wakanda has sort of allowed this weird influential spiritual leader known as Akebe to rise up the ranks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Akebe is actually a new a character from the newest run of a Black Panther comics, mm-hmm. and I decided to pick him up. I haven't cast him. This is far too near the future, I wouldn't be able to cast him. Um, so he becomes a high-ranking position in the Wakandan government, and he starts to sow distrust for the Black Panther.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and an uprising takes place, a peasant's revolt with inside Wakanda, which would be interesting to see, considering that they are a well-off nation, how a rebellion would happen in there. Obviously, this is all being orchestrated by Okabe, who's obviously pretending he's got nothing to do with it, yeah. doing the whole Oh, what was the guy's name from Winter Soldier? Oh, no, which the, old, the old dude who who was Hydra all along. Oh, um, Alexander, Alexander Pierce. Pierce. yeah. That's it, he's doing the old Alexander Pierce thing. Right.
1: Um, You've not which... watched Game of Thrones, have you? No. You'll see some similarities
0: with this pitch that you're making. Fair enough. With uh, the, the high bastard Sparrow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we'll come to that later. Anyway, all of this revolt results in the death of Nakia, who is played by uh, Lupita Nyong'o. No! But not for long. Oh. Um, so she dies in battle by the hands of, like, a radicalised Dora Milaje, essentially. They become sort of, like, spiritual warriors, which okay. I kind of cool. Akebe, in secret, resurrects Nakia because he is a sort of, like, dark magic priest. Right. He's capable of doing this. voodoo dude. And resurrects her as the assassin Malice and has her attack Black Panther. Um. So T'Challa's over there trying to establish the Wakandan uh, embassy. Yes. In America. With malice trying to kill him, so it's it's this whole thing where Black Panther is pretty much not fish out not fish out of water, not like coming to America that'd be weird, but like in the sense that he's he's away from home and everything is going to shit, right? Absolutely everything, um, which allows Akebe to essentially supersede him and become the high priest of Wakanda. I think he somebody who would want to get rid of a monarchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, within this, though, he's also trying to summon Mephisto. Oh! Yeah. As you do. Well, I figured that if we're not going to get Mephisto in a Doctor Strange movie, where we really don't need him in the Oath of Doctor Strange, yep. I think maybe it'd be interesting to have Mephisto as sort of originating as a Wakandan sort of, like, devil as Okay, such. yeah, yeah, And then, but, well, upon Black Panther's return, it, all the stuff goes up and there. However, in the meantime, whilst the KB is doing this whole... sort of like bad stuff, ascending the Iron Throne, if you will. Mm Sure, he's the one that's going to try and take him down in secret by assuming a new identity in a Batman-style role, sort of like secret vigilante second double life thing, as the White Tiger. (laughs) I like that, Michael. Well done. So that's where that's going. Okay, we're nearly there, Darren. Lovely. I promise you. Um, May uh, 2022. We don't have dates for these. We just know they're coming. Um, you got to do the Nova movie. I've already set it up, uh, but my take on the Nova movie is you don't do a Richard Rider origin story and you don't do um, a Sam Alexander origin story. Mm-hmm. You do both. Oh, sort oh. of. Oh. Uh, so it follows directly on from the events of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Richard Rider is fighting to escape the negative zone against a horde of baddies, which include Magus, Blaster, Terminus, and Nihilus is in there as well. Who's, right. That's coming, that's like maybe phase five sort of oh, stuff. Okay. Um, meanwhile, his adopted son, Sam Alexander, who's the new Nova, uh, gets summoned by Uatu the Watcher, who's obviously Stan the Man, yeah. uh, and he's gifted with the power of the black Nova helmet. So whilst... Uh, you've got also with cameos from Star-Lord because he not dead, he not dead y'all he, fine. he not dead, he fine mm-hmm. uh, whilst Nova's trying to escape the negative zone and re- reconnect with his son and trying to get back that barrier, his adopted son is journeying across space and in, taking in the cosmos first hand so we get to see sort of like the, the child Star-Lord story that we didn't see in Guardians yeah, yeah. 1 being played out as you have this whole sort of like master and uh, master and I don't know commander. No, I was going to say apprentice. Oh. Relationship between U- Uatu and uh, Sam Alexander's Nova. I don't know who the villain is. I I, I don't know. There, there's there plenty going on. I'm pretty sure the universe is the villain. Yeah, because you know they're the last two. Re- there was only one remaining Nova at the at the time of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Mm-hmm. Now there's two. That's dangerous. Right. So okay. I'm I'm there's probably some like C tier things you can get for Sam Alexander to fight. Meanwhile, the Negative Zone is the villain. For Richard Rider. After that, um, so within Nova, essentially what's going to happen is you find out Thanos ain't dead. Oh. Mm, Sort of. Thanos has ended up in something called the Cancerverse um, and is trying to break free. Okay. Richard Rider and Sam Alexander, the two Novas, are going to seal up that gap. Mm -hmm. However, something got out of the negative zone. Oh, dears. Uh, which leads us directly into the final movie of Phase Four, hey. my tenth movie, Avengers: Kang's Dynasty. Ooh! Now Kang has, in my head had. Oh, little... you can say Kang's dinner set. Kang's dinner set. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> These are my He-Man plates. <laughs> you can look at them, but you can't use them. No. So Kang's Dynasty. Essentially, I'm going to have Kang pop up in like little roles since he is a time-traveling villain. Yeah. In little points at the end of all the movies. Obviously, we're going to have him played by Ian McShane. Right. So what happens is Kang's going to appear on Earth and essentially tell everybody that in his time, the Avengers fail to stop the Annihilation wave. Right. This is... An- that bad. Yeah, it does sound bad. This is something that Annihilus um, did in the Annihilation uh, comics run, which was a cosmic story. Mm-hmm. But you let that, in his time, quote-unquote, come all the way to Earth. Right. Because the Novas aren't there, the Guardians are sort of like in a weird disbanded state and the heroes of Earth aren't aren't proper equipped to stop something of this scale. Mm-hmm. They just about stopped Thanos right. and even then they lost a good number of their friends. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to show the world a vision of the doomed future and the Avengers and the world alike are going to be okay. We need to help us. We need to stop the annihilation Wave which leads to Kang taking over the world and honestly, that's where I want to win the movie. Okay. After after a fight of it being all just, you lied to us, you know, you have killed... And you can do, like, a Watchmen thing where he has to do, like, a sacrifice and he kills millions to save billions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Set him up as a real bastard who's only really out for domination. Right. Um, but I want to end it with Kang winning. Ooh, no. To an extent. Okay. Now, I want him to win and I want him to have taken over the Earth, but I want to end... The the phase four. I want to end it with a setup for phase five, and obviously you've got to do this. We're ten movies deep, and we've done something as as world changing as letting a villain win. Yes. So you've got to do something equally as big to establish a new status quo. Which is mm. why, which is why I want I want Scarlet Witch to make it through this, and I want Elizabeth Olsen to to stay on board. Yeah. So that she can start amplifying her powers. Don't you say House of villain? I'm not saying House of M. <laughs> but not by, the, by, by the end of this movie I want her to start playing with the building blocks of right. universe building. Okay. In order to like she creates a pocket universe and puts Kang in it, for example. That's okay. one way out of this movie. Okay. Or she creates a universe and just goes to it herself yeah. to escape. Like a Doctor Manhattan deal and kind just of, fucks off, Yeah, right, just okay. fucks off. And that's where you can start to maybe bring the X-Men in Phase 5. But this is all up in the air. And I think, really, you have to wait till Phase 5 till you want to do that. But at the very least, those are the two possible arcs that I want to end this with. Either Phase 5 is the Avengers are operating under Kang, the -hmm. world is enslaved, and then you have to do some kind of, like, guerrilla teams. Not not guerrilla teams. Oh, damn it. But guerrilla, but the weird spelling. Okay. There's words for there. There's, there's room to have smaller teams like the new warriors in there. Yeah. As well. I mean, I know they're getting their own series, but hey. you can do what you want with that. Or it ends with not House of M, but basically the premise of House of M. Right. Because okay. the world needs more heroes. Yeah, what were your themes, Michael? Uh, my theme for the entire arc. Because they all the phases have their own little title, don't they? So phase one had like Avengers Assemble. Yep. If you notice that phase two was basically things from the past coming back to haunt you. Yes. Which is interesting. Uh, phase three seems to be sort of, I don't know, some cosmic doom shit coming. Yep. Phase four, I had two words to describe the entire thing, which was Avengers Vulnerable. Because yeah. essentially they're all there's all, there's room for failure in every single one of these movies. Spider Man's shown that he's you know can have the people turned against him, which is why he's feared and he's fearful of being attacked by Thanos. Black Widow gets completely disgraced and has to go back underground at the end yeah. of her movie, so she's no longer in the public eye. The Guardians of the Galaxy are left without a leader, mm-hmm. and the Nova Force is seemingly gone from the universe. Doctor Strange might not even save Wong in his movie. Yeah. I think there's room to kill off Wong, who you might not even complete his Hippocratic Oath. Mm-hmm. Fantastic Four is kind of the outlier. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's quite hopeful. Right. But you know, it's their first movie. Captain America has this whole is the state of the of America as safe as the state of the world? Who who is Captain America to anybody? Yeah. Is is Captain America an ideal? It's surely gonna cast doubt amongst the two people calling themselves Captain America. Deadpool, again, a bit of an outlier. Black Panther's own country is turned against him. Nova ends with failing his mission. And potentially, we end in a position where the Avengers have lost to a supervillain. Which sets it up for whatever comes in five. Whether that be the X-Men. Whether that be um, Silver Surfer and the Heralds of Galactus. Yeah. For them to be a phone everybody moment. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. A bit of a down note to end on. But I think it's something that's (laughs) risk-taking. Yeah. And new, and that's what I set out to do, is every one of these stories is giving you something new. That's a very good point.
1: What you've done there is make the Empire Strikes Backer phases. Yep. Which is a whole new level of Empire Strike Backness. Right. Well done, where the entire fucking phases <laughs> are down. That's good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Thankfully, um, you didn't go near my two kind of real big new IPs, which is good. There were a lot to choose from. See, I was a bit limited. Um, Now, what you've done is, as you always do, Michael, you've operated with freedom, and yet I've put restraints on myself. Fair enough. Um, Which I'll go into now, but I did very much like that, Michael. Thank you. Right. Here comes the fight back. Now, again, there's some prelude. Uh, I haven't gone into depth of. Any movie other than Infinity War Part Two, which, if it's true, is going to be called Infinity Gauntlet, that's fine. Yeah. I'll address one of the elephants in the room: Fantastic Four, nowhere to be seen.
0: Fair enough.
1: I tried to put them in there, but it just didn't quite work for me. I thought the Fantastic Four brand is too damaged at the moment, even for Marvel to fix it, because to the, I just think to the layperson who's not like, well, anything Marvel does is amazing. It must be fantastic. They've uh, (laughs) they've had three Fantastic Four movies, all of which have sucked. So I would go a backdoor route, and I try to write a Silver Surfer movie. That makes sense, and have the Fantastic Four appear in that, and that's how you get them in because they have to be in at some point. It's a Fantastic Four, and that would have been my Silver Surfer. I would have stuck with my dream casting from a couple of months ago now, which was um, completely forgotten his name. Keanu Reeves would have been my Silver Surfer. (laughs) That Um, would still be cool, admittedly. That would be. Um, So there's that. Deadpool, again, didn't bother. mm. X-Men. Right. Prelude. Now, I've gone off something that um, Kevin Feige said, which he said, um, Avengers Infinity War will provide something we've never seen before, an ending. Right. Again, this is me putting the restraints of reality on myself. Now, what Kevin Feige didn't say was that that ending was in Infinity War Part 2. Here we go. So
0: sorry, I just uh, realised this is a visual gag, but like anybody who's not in this room won't understand. Darren looks like a madman because he's wearing a a bathrobe that's a Jedi robe, but like, and he's got he's he's gesticulating. If you've ever seen, um, if you've ever seen, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, where he's against the board. I've never seen. Oh okay. You you, you, do I look like a crazy person? You look mental. I love it. Jedi
1: robe. Star Wars pajamas, Albion hat, glasses. I'm looking good. Right, Girl, crazy. Here Alba. we go. The end of Infinity War Part Two. The world is saved. There's been a few casualties. Bucky has gone down. Vision's gone down. Wow, Bucky. Four is four. Uh, the Fury has gone down. Cap and Thor have been beaten so badly they have been put into cryosleep in Wakanda. Right. They are beaten, censored, but they're not dead. This is um, in Infinity
0: War. Or Infinity
1: War Part. Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. Right. But as Thanos is dying... Dying? Dying. As Thanos is dying, he only goes and pulls the fucking Mandius on us and says, right, you may have beaten me, but... Right, he's saying this in front of Tony Stark, Stephen Strange, T'Challa and Peter Quill. That's the only four people in the room, right? Oh, nice. And he says, right, in bringing the Infinity Gems together, I have already started to chain reaction. Um... Though I may not be able to view it, I die knowing my purpose has been fulfilled. Your world, your entire universe, will end. You merely succeeded in delaying my victory. Because when the gauntlet can no longer contain the power of the Infinity Gems, death will come for you all. Thanos goes down. Thanos is dead, but fuck. In the post-credit scene, Tony tells... um. The rest that heard Thanos's uh, message, so again Black Panther, um, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, yeah. and Star Lord, that Thanos was right. The known universe is imploding, right? With Earth and the Gauntlet at the centre of it all. So literally, he scanned the universe and it is shrinking back to a single point, right? Nice. He estimates they only have a few years to find an answer, or the world will be swallowed whole. Oh my God. That's my fucking setup. Oh. Here we go. Right. Oh, 2019. Might... Spider-Man graduation. Yep. We've got to take a bit of a low road on this one. Um, it's a two-word thing. It simply says, my pitch. I accept fully that your pitch was better than mine. Yep. But for reasons that will become later clear, I couldn't use your pitch That's and had enough. to go with mine. Uh, if you don't know, go listen to that. It's got Kraven. It's got the Scorpion. It's got Kingpin. It's great. Uh, Right. November 6th, 2019, Black Widow. Haven't gone with the subtitle. Fair enough. Just called Black Widow. Um, And we see Black Widow, um, played by Scarlett Johansson, Uh, is shown bringing Justin Hammer, we're getting Sam Rockwell back, um, to the raft. He's just bringing him in as a prisoner. Um, He had escaped prison, the one we see him in in the How to the King um, uh, extra movie, which they don't do anymore. No. I'm a bit annoyed about that. Um, But he was recaptured. Now at the facility, Natasha finds a few agents. Um, all of whom uh, have come back into like the Shield fold over the years. They are Agent 37, played by Emily Van Camp, uh Maria Hill, played by Colby Smulders, uh Mockingbird, so Agent Plicky hey. from Agents of Shield, and uh Abigail Brand, new character played by Zoe Krabby.
0: Oh yes Right the, the the Head of Sword
1: Yes Yes The Head of Sword Um They reminisce about training um, I will point out she's not the Head of Sword, she's just an agent at this point. You've just... Okay, you've just taken... I, uh, yes. you, you've introduced the character, yeah. which is good. Um, they reminisce about training. Sorry, I just forgot something I need to point out. You did a lot of comics research. I did exactly zero comic book research. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> These cool. are all
1: basically just stories I made up with the exception of one. Cool. Um, and they decide to go down to the trophy room in the raft. This is basically just filled full of funny eggs of, of Marvel villains and like their weapons and their armour and stuff like that. Um... We then cut outside and we see a stealth plane um, in high earth orbit over the raft with people jumping out and base jumping out of it. Uh, they dive into the water, cloaking just before they hit the water. Uh, they cut into the raft and start to penetrate the building. And we're just seen this tactical team go in, killing dudes as they go. Um, they reach the main guard hall of the raft and a man in a skull-like mask um, dances through people with a sword just fucking murders the whole um, thing. Um, oh. He's also firing a semi-automatic pistol with the other hand, right? <laughs> he takes over the computers of the raft. Um, the screens, all the screens around the prison, including the one in the trophy room, switch to show the man in a school mask and he says, I am the Taskmaster. Nice. I fucking love Taskmaster and why they haven't used him on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is beyond me. <laughs> Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. dealing with the guy that trains all of the goons for all the other villains is so just like, that just makes all the sense in the world. I can't say why they haven't done it. I will do one better and put him in my movie. He's played by Dace Montgomery, so Mm. the Red Power Ranger.
0: Sorry, I got a mouthful of coke. That's fucking genius. Right.
1: Because I wanted a good looking dude who's just fit as fuck and I went with him. Um, because he did a really good bad guy in um, Strange, Strange Things, Things so yeah. we're gonna play off that. He's the fucking Taskmaster. You have gotta have a Strange Things. He's not as well. got the normal Taskmaster skull; is too much. He's got like the ultimate version, mm. where it's just like a... An- angular sort yeah. of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the organisation that I represent wants to hold tryouts. This facility contains the best of the worst. The people Shield wanted the world to forget. Sword wants to rectify this terrible mistake. We are offering freedom and infamy for anybody who has the metal to be on the top deck in two hours. Here's your first and only helping hand. Hit a button, all the doors in the raft open, and the prisoners break the fuck
0: out. You- You've
1: made a Raid movie. I've made a Raid movie. <laughs> this would be directed by Gareth Evans, yes. who directed the fucking Raid. Nice. It's the Raid with an all-female agent of oh. S.H.I.E.L.D. fucking thing. That's my pitch. That's right. awesome. So they attack all the guards. The agents in the trophy room are all that is left, and they have to fight their way out through a cavalcade of enemies that are still alive in the MCU. So I'm talking Helmet Zemo. Um, played by Daniel bruh, bruh. <laughs> um, Trevor Slattersley Ben Kingsley we need to put that thing to bed just poof, yeah no, God, Batrock uh, Batroc the Leaper by GSP um, and then D-listed who would never be good enough for a full film appearance and this is where you get them in I haven't really gone down that list but pick your favourites we can put them in here yeah. think the raid crossed with Arkham Asylum oh, that's, that's so what good. it is you're beating they are beating their way from the trophy room which can be near the bottom to the top deck um as they fight to regain the facility, the big set piece is a battle in the bells of the raft against the Abomination. Ooh. Who's just tearing through. Think, bringing back Roth, Yeah. Think okay. how the Hulk was when he was chasing after the Black Widow. That, but there's five of them, and it's the Abomination, and there's water, and he's fucking cool. Um, now, i have put in a little line here because I want to include something specific. Um, this would be a line between um, uh, Black Widow, Agent 13, and Maria Hill. Um... Um, Black Widow would say, "I wish Bruce was here." <laughs> agent 13 would say, "I wish Steve was here." <laughs> Colby Smallville would say, "I wish Lillian was here." Maria Hill's going to be a lesbian. Yeah, we're going to have an out superhero. Fucking nice. Lillian was the name of the accountant from Civil War that Black Widow was trying to get Steve to go with. Oh no way! Little call That's there. awesome. Uh, right in the end, Abigail Brand betrays the team, kills Mockingbird. Nah, she's Agent of Shield. She's yeah. fine. Jingo. She and reveals their location to the Taskmaster. Um, the free agents fight Taskmaster, barely scrape a win, um, and they force the Taskmaster into retreat. S.H.I.E.L.D., led by Coulson, now arrives to regain control of the raft. So, again, it's a lot more action-heavy than I need to read a script out there. There's yeah. a lot of of fighting their way up this fucking thing. Yeah. Post-credit, Taskmaster reveals the man he was working for, General Thunderbolt Ross. And Thunderbolt says, did you extract the target? And Taskmaster then reveals the abomination in a storage crate, adding, we did it with minimal casualties and exposure. And Thunderbolt just says, this is the final piece of the puzzle. That's your movie. Right, we roll into 2020.
0: a little uh, RH there.
1: We roll into 2020. Michael, you remember that I told you I had one pitch that almost drive me insane. Yeah. That I had to rewrite two times there is a complete full 18 paragraph version of this movie that's got the same basic structure but it's completely tonally different if this movie was made this would be the most unique movie disney has ever made the most undisney movie disney has ever made and yeah, just the weirdest entry in the mcu by a country mile yeah hear me out i'm not even gonna right it's called i don't know, if you know you'll know this it's called mi-13
0: Am I 13? I'm glad. Here we okay. go. Right. Oh,
1: I'm Oh, in. My God. I'm in. Right. Open on an interview in a British office. Right? Office. Office. That's um, British is- So, what do you feel you can bring to this job, Mr. Badir? Um, the guy he's talking to, played by Def Patel, says, well, I feel my track record speaks for itself. I'm efficient in IT and website management. Uh, and are a real people pleaser... Uh, and the guy that's interviewing him says, uh, I'm afraid you have to do more than that. So Dane, who uh, Death Patel is playing, uh, roots around in his bag and pulls out a black blade. So this is like, do you know the, the black lightsaber? Yeah. Picture that. Nice. Um,
0: the dark saber, you mean? Yeah. yeah.
1: Pulls that out. Um, there's a blinding white light around it. And the guy interviewing him just like scribbles it down on a piece of paper and like ticks and says, um, OK, and are you competent with Twitter? <laughs> uh- <laughs> Dane looks confused until the interviewer goes, I'm only joking, me and your dad go way back. Welcome to mi 13. Get ready to change the world. Flash forward to six months later and Dane is looking bored at a desk with a computer in front of him. Um, He has like a white shirt and tie on um, and he has his Black Knight armour hung behind him. He's playing the Black Knight. He was someone from Marvel's history um he's playing a guy called i can't remember his actual real name it's dane something he's a white dude didn't want that Wanted to death patel so he's um dane padilla yeah um yeah so you see that like hung on like a coat rack in the background <laughs> with his um sword in like an umbrella stand yeah um and uh oh sorry i lost my place do 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 where was i reading from there it is um and we get introduced to the office darling brian braddock
2: <laughs> uh, played
1: by Taron Egerton, nice. um, who is basically the jock of the office. Uh, if you don't know, that's Captain Britain. Um, yeah. They share a cubicle, and we see a little bit of off, uh, office bullying between the two. Um, and basically, this is the setup for this movie. It is a British office-style MCU movie. <laughs> so um, I, I in my original pitch, it starts a bit different, but the quote was like, well, why do you think you never hear about anything in England? I said, other than that portal shit we had a few years ago, Thor 2. Yeah. Um doesn't happen here. That's because it would be more subtle. And this is basically the UK branch of government that deals with supernatural stuff. And it's just a bit boring.
0: The UK Shield, basically. Yeah, and it's essentially. And it's <laughs> the office. Um,
1: <laughs> so we joined Dane on like really mundane missions. Like he's dealing with loads here. No, no, no. mundane. Ah, <laughs> um, he's dealing with, like low-tier supernatural threats, like fairies and trolls and like geese with teeth and stuff like that—really <laughs> boring stuff. And we gradually introduce the rest of the cast. This includes middle management type Merlin. <laughs> he's the Merlin, but he's basically just a yeah. uh, just a brow-beaten middle manager, Brilliant. played by T Dot.
0: Nice. Yes. It wasn't Richard, it was
1: originally going to be Daniel Craig in the other version, yeah. which I may one day talk about. But yeah, T Dot wanted... more whimsical. I got like T Dot. Um, Office hard man Union Jack played by Paul Anderson. <laughs> nice, um, that's a good so one. So like he's that one. um, oh, what's his name? I like Union Jack. He's uh, he's from Peaky Blinders. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I can't remember his name, never him. Um, yeah, the original Union Jack was actually in the first Captain America. He was the British dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just his grandson. Uh, Secretary Megan Pusano played by Natalie Dormer. Uh, she's got magic players and she's a gypsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a new intern, Dr. Faisal Hussein, played by Frida Pinto, who was the girl in *Slumdog Millionaire*, opposite Dev Patel. Oh, sweet, awesome. Um, she's got the full hijab and everything. Um, she, um, her, and um, so Dane and Brian awkwardly try to flirt with her um, until an actual large-scale attack happens in London. Uh, where Morgan the Fay, sorry, Morgana le Fay I
0: know that one played
1: by Lena Headey, um is leading an army of vampires. Nice and just attacking London. This is the first time a major incident is happening in the UK, and they're like,
0: what the fuck do we do? <laughs> um so I like how you got Union Jack in there, that's awesome. <laughs> I wanted to, yeah, I had
1: to. Um so Dane, Brian and Faser are sent out on a lead for notorious vampire snitch, Morbius. I've got Ooh. Morbius played by Julian Barrett. <laughs> I've not gone Morbius the Living Vampire Always oh, so emo and full of um, angst and, yeah. and death no he's just, he's just Julian Barrett um, <laughs> Morbius and Julian Barrett yeah. um, who has been tailed by an M13 deep cover agent um, we don't know who this is but it's like right our agents has got a lead you need to go and find him he's going to know what the vampires are up to we need to figure this out the rest of MI13 you scramble to actually go and deal with it but these are low level people you just go and deal with this little thing um so we get some really crap tailing in the official Ford Mondeo of the M30. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like driving around trying to catch him. It was Think a bit like snatching that level of yeah. just like mundane. A bit hot fuzz as well, just quite oh, crap. So um, I would, I, if ever Edgar Wright was going to come back and, and do a movie for Marvel. This would be it. This would be it. Um, they try and corner Morbius, but get outnumbered by vampires quickly. Uh, Brian reveals that he's a coward. So we've not gone full Captain Britain. Captain Britain's just full of bravado. He's actually a bit of a pillock um, and quite <laughs> stupid. Um, this is when the deep cover agent sweeps in to save the day, and it's fucking Blade. Oh, shit. I didn't know this. Blade is actually British in the comic books. He's not American. Oh, okay. So I was like, well, I can't not have fucking Blade, then can I? Yeah. Originally, he was going to be Daniel Kaluuya. Oh, that would have been But quite... then he turned up in Black Panther yeah. and I went, well, you just fucked yourself there. Yeah. So I went... Fuck it. Okay, it's John Boyager. John Boyega is playing Blade. Yep. That's my life now. I'm okay with that. Um, that. That, yeah, that works. Yeah. Morbius is scared shitless, but reveals that Morgana has already found her target. It was Merlin. They have to race across to the headquarters again. Um, And they walk into HQ and Merlin's just stood there. Everything else is trash, but Merlin's just stood there and like, the fuck, he's looking fine. Until Captain Britain walks through him, turns out Merlin's dead. <laughs> yeah. And he's a ghost now. <laughs> Um, and Merlin's like yeah I died 30 minutes ago (laughs) (laughs) too late Um, he hasn't died because my body's over
0: there Cut to a body like (laughs) flies around it (laughs) right
1: so he hasn't died because he's not of this earth and um, you have Merlin earlier on the movie say that doctor in America can control magic I am magic so he's not of this earth he's from an alternative universe (laughs)
2: Um.
1: (laughs) So Morgana took some of his power and she will soon become a mortal like he is, yep. basically. Um, they mourn him with a crappy office party with his ghost still there <laughs> <laughs> and decide they need to become a badass team for once to take down Morgana Le Fay. This is where we get a finale of the M thirteen, MI-13 agents taking on the vampire hordes in Morgana's castle. Um, all with Merlin trying to middle manage in his ghost form like a boring Obi Wan Kenobi. I'm oh, think of the paperwork you have to do. <laughs> um, so, think, like, we see some cool scenes. Think the Black Knight and Bade back to back, swords in hands, fighting off the things. Um, Paul Anderson doing Paul Anderson things. Uh, they defeat Morgana, it's all over. Post credits, um, we see the team back at their desks awaiting an American expert that's going to be debriefing them. And there's lots of digs at Americans being stupid and all this stuff. A bit of needle for the Americans yeah. when Doctor Strange sweeps in. Nice. And there's stunned silence before Brian goes, Oh... <laughs> End. <laughs> Michael, you cannot I cannot tell you how many revisions that went through.
0: That was pretty rad. Because
1: I wrote it as like a normal action comedy type of thing, but I said, like, no, it's not unique enough. We need to make an office. Britain wouldn't have proper action movies. We'd do it a bit differently, so... There's a different version of that. I'll tell you about it one day. We're moving on. Cool. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 landing August 7th, 2020. Um, I need to turn my saying back on for a reason that will become clear in a second. Okay. Um, Upon returning to space following Infinity War, um, Peter Quill knows the universe is in danger of ending. It is slowly decreasing in size. Um, So he and the Guardians join the Nova Corps in an attempt to evacuate every inhabited planet. With everyone leaving for Earth or the surrounding planets, depending on their biology needs. Yeah. Um, however, their progress is being inhibited by the Sovereign, led by Aisha, who are taking advantage of the chaos to wage war on several planets in the name of a galactic conquest. Overly confident that their superior race will figure out a way to stop the apocalypse, like that's a secondary concern. We're just going to, you know, strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. Uh, during a rescue mission alongside the Nova Corps um, on a planet being attacked by the Sovereign, Rocket and group sneak aboard a capital stiff Ship and steal a heavily guarded cocoon. Um, the thing hatches on the Milano and a man emerges. Um, <clears throat> and he asks who they are, which is like the running gag that no one knows who they are and no always has to be asked. Uh, and he announces himself as Adam. And I have got some casting.
2: And his name is
1: John C. See, I went the complete other way. Fucking hell. I've gone with Johnny Boy. Big Match John. Johnny Workrate He's Adam Warlock. is going to be Adam Warlock. <laughs> that was my choice. I was like, Adam Warlock is meant to be the perfect human being. Who is the perfect human being? Oh, it's John Cena. Okay, cool. If we can't game a Superman, we're going to have he's him. He's
0: boring. He wins all <laughs> the time.
1: <laughs> he's not boring anymore. He's finally got, he's got past that. He's awesome now. And he's really funny. Like every movie I've seen him in his cameos, he's really good. So...
0: John Cena you is know my that Adam Warlock. Fucking mean, that's going around away. He's like, he puts his head through a green screen. And he says, "Are you sure about that?" In, in my head, that's what he does in the cocoon.
1: <laughs> yes, yes to <laughs> As that. He's yes to all. So yes, John Cena is my Adam Warlock. Rocket is suspicious of him, but Adam seems like a good dude. So the rest of them just take, <laughs> they it. just take pity on him. Basically, um, Peter begins to bond with Adam, uh, much to the annoyance of Gamora and Rocket. Um, however during a rescue mission on a planet being attacked by the sovereign adam just disappears rocket's like he's a spy how else would the sovereign know we we're here if he wasn't a spy um and you know the second that he disappears there is a massive strike on the planet and like it's chaos now the sovereign haven't just like measly attacked it they've basically blown up the planet mm. oh shit what the hell um this kind of splinters the group when Adam returns and some take his side, some don't. This splinters the group, but it is eventually revealed that Adam, in his Magus identity, was unwittingly aiding his sister, yep. um, with Aisha being able to like recall him at the right moment, um, and leaving him with the Guardian so he can act as like a clueless double agent. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's feeding her information when he comes back. To
0: so it. instead of it being like a Jekyll and Hyde sort of situation, it's to him it's like. Uh... It's like entering a different state going into Magus. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've gone with very similar movies, but in different ways. I quite like this. Yes, we have.
1: Um, So once it's revealed that he's the one doing this, he was the massive attack on the planet. Mm. Going supernova was him. Um, He feels guilty a bit he's done, but Adam can't escape the control of his sister. He leaves, resigned to his face as just a weapon for his sister. Um, But his sister turns him into Magus to reveal where the Guardians are taking all the evacuees. You should believe that they are actually trying to form an army against the Sovereign, not evacuating people. So, launches her entire fleet in pursuit, and we get something we've never had in the MCU. A fucking space battle. That'll be cool. Um, Adam is eventually able to overcome his sister's control and help defeat her. Wanting to repent, Peter suggests that Adam comes with them to Earth to try and save the universe. Guardians is done. I like it. Right, November 2020... Uh, this is my only other truly unique IP, though it is a spin-off in itself, yeah. kind of. Um, we see a recreation of the shot... Recreation? Recreation? Jesus. We see a recreation of the shot of of Hulk running through the building in the Avengers to attack the Chicharri Leviathan. Yeah. The other one was like tearing through an office block. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it turns out that was a law office. Um so we're actually inside that office. Oh, Darren. Um, and we see a woman c- caring behind a desk as her colleagues are like running for the stairs. One shouts, Is anyone left? And the one woman turns and goes, No. Um, too scared to shout. the really scared woman like just waves a hand until someone shouts, Oh wait, it's the intern. Come on, Jody. Um She <laughs> meekly says to herself, the scared woman, It's Jennifer, before she runs across to safety. Oh, Darren. You know where this is going. Um, several years later, we cut to a law office in full-flowing downtown New York. Um, everyone just running about everywhere. Everyone pauses and a news bulletin shows an army base in ruins with grainy footage that appears to show the Hulk is behind it all. You can't really make it out, but it's clearly a very big person is running through this base and destroying everything. Media pressure spearheaded by, um, General Thunderbolt Ross for Bruce Banner to come out and submit himself to questioning intensifies, um... One of the people in the office says, you won't catch me at the trial of the Incredible Hulk. Um, then we see one woman, Jennifer, from earlier, played by Stephanie Beatrice from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She's... Um, okay. mm, yeah, I know, um, she's,
0: I know who she is. But... Oh,
1: Diaz from Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
0: That's, that's left field. Mm. That is left um, field.
1: Turns to a <laughs> desk where we see a framed picture of the newspaper from the day of the New York attack. Banner comes forward and claims he's innocent, so decides to fight to clear his name. Uh, he reaches out for a lawyer, and we get like a funny montage of him going to all the lawyers we know. So, like Foggy <laughs> and uh, Jerry Hogarth, and them just like laughing at him. Like the bit in Cool Runnings, where he goes around all the offices and they just laugh at him. Yeah. Um, until he meets the only lawyer who will touch him, Jennifer Walters. Um, she was in New York during the Teteri attack. The Hawks saved her, and Banner takes her on as his lawyer. Uh, We see Jennifer at work at her firm's office where her colleagues tease her for taking on a suicide case. And Jennifer meekly agrees, like, yeah, it's probably going to be quite hard. She's quite cowardly and meek. Mm. Um, Her boss is also livid and tells her that her job is on the line if she loses this. It's over for her. And she again just goes, yeah, that seems fair. Um, We get courtroom drama. Never had that in an MCU um, movie before. As Ross goes after Bruce. He introduces a character Amadeus Cho, Ooh. played by Stephen Yeun of The Walking Dead,
0: possibly a bit too old, but go on. Go on. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, as an expert, he's an expert on Ross's side, and he said, "I want to give the world the gift of Bruce Banner without the curse of the Hulk." Um, oh, hang on. I believe that he's guilty of these attacks, but I don't think that's a fault on Bruce Banner's part. Um, out of the court, when they go to like a recess. Um, mjs cho offers to fit bruce with a power blocker that he's invented to stop him turning into the hulk and just a beleaguered banner who's just like i'm done with being a hero i saved the world from Thanos because he doesn't know about the universe right again only those four people know and the people in the space know um he said right that's just do it i don't want to be the hulk anymore be gone um we resume the trial but he's then attacked at trial by a gray-skinned hulk bruce is like thrown against the wall badly beaten um jennifer is like he likes profusely bleeding so jennifer's trying to cover the wound but there's a cut on her hand as well that she's (laughs) trying to cover the thing with
2: um
1: as bruce is taken to hospital jennifer is seen by the emts the hulk just leaves um and her hand is already healed she's like the fuck this was like a massive gash like 10 minutes ago it's already healed um the trial is suspended and jennifer goes back to work um because there's no point if bruce is unconscious. her boss tells her that they are now likely to lose the case. You know, these monsters flying everywhere. They're going to think Bruce is um, the thing. Boss is getting really angry, really in her face. And Jennifer starts to look panicked. Not scared, panicked. Something's happening to her. And then we cut to the outside of the room, where all of a sudden the dude is just thrown through the glass <laughs> and hits the desk. And we see Jennifer, who's now taller and green, stepping <laughs> through the window going, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> um. So... Bruce is now recovered. By the way, she's She Hulk if you haven't caught that already. Obviously. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we all know uh, Jennifer. We're doing Hawkins. a She Hulk movie. Uh, Bruce has now recovered and is at home under house arrest when Jennifer comes to see him. She's constantly green. She doesn't change. She's always Hulk out. Good. And she pleads for him for help. And Bruce is just amazed. He's like, You're in control. You're not Hulking out, as it were. You're completely in control. So he wonders, like, Your life has changed now. Whether it's through accident or whatever, your life has changed and you'll never be able to go back. But it's not necessarily for the worst, right? I am a monster and a hero. I didn't get to choose which. You can. You don't have to be the monster. You can just be a hero. That's the best possible thing. Um, So the rest of the movie is basically She-Hulk facing up to prejudices of her constantly green state. And gradually, her personality becomes to change. She gets more of an extrovert. She's more outspoken and confident, showing her funny side, which I think is important for this movie. Um, meanwhile, Bruce is investigating the Hulk attacks and trying to clear his name in the background um, with Jennifer as well. And there's a news alert flash up on the screen. Another attack has happened. Thunderbolt Ross is dead. Oh. Gone. All of a sudden, Black Ops team swing into Bruce's house and they take both him and Jennifer away um this is where we find out that general ross faked his death in order to instigate bruce banner because he needs to capture both he and she hulk to complete his work he's been doing turning people into hulks um because she hulk is stable we think well she hulk's the answer we haven't been able to stabilize and that's what's been happening when these experiments go wrong well sorry, when these experiments go right we've just created a hulk the Avengers weren't doing anything. The cover of were a joke. I had to go into business for myself. So I created Hawks. We had the process. You were close enough to cracking it in the first place. We refined it a little. It's not perfect. Some of them are. Some of them aren't. But when they blow up a base, guess whose fault it is? It's you. I pointed the camera and I told the media, it was you, Bruce. <laughs> I've got you. Um, so basically, the finale would see Ross emerges. He's doing it on himself. He's the fucking Red Hulk. Hulk. And it's Red Hulk. Versus She-Hawk. Amadeus Cho gets a little bit of like redemption. He takes a pair of thing off of um, Bruce. Bruce turns into Hulk. It's Hulk and She-Hawk versus a fuckton of Hawks led by the Red Hulk. Nice. That's my movie. Nice. Okay, 2021. This is what I'm going to call the sequel block because it's where I <laughs> dumped all of them. Um, Captain Marvel 2 yeah. comes out in April of 2021. Uh, I would introduce Kamala Khan. I haven't cast her because every casting website I went on was just a white person. Like like they're yeah, like that's... Oh she's of like she's of like Asian descent. And I'm like, How far are we talking?
0: <laughs> like like are we talking like Genghis
1: Khan? Oh yeah, that's... are
0: we talking that far back
1: Because <laughs> this woman's as white as the driven snow, she can't be Kamala Khan, okay? And I couldn't find a suitable replacement that I had any like knowledge of. So yeah. I've left that open, but introduce Kamala Khan, she's already powered, um but you introduce her as the super fan, um and you can then have a superhero in training thing going on. That would be neat. There has been signs of increased activity in the solar system, uh, which we know is the alien life rushing to avoid the end of the universe. Captain Marvel is unaware, however, that this is the case, and they're just going to investigate. So she and Kamala Khan go to investigate the far side of the moon, where a large craft has crashed. They arrive using a Stark ship. Um, When they arrive, there's lots of alien species already living there in what looks like a ruined city. Um, they find the first arrivals who are called the Majestians Majestians there we go who are like glowy humanoid things they're not important. Uh and they claim the entire city was deserted when they arrived there was no one here turns out this is Atalan uh, and the inhumanes are thankfully all dead yeah <laughs> that's how you all doing. the inhumans are gone um, and this <laughs> is the ruins of their city um, so we see Kamala like come alive with all the wonders of you know all these many alien species meeting each other the first time uh, but Fig things quickly start to turn when members of the alien races just start disappearing in the night. There's no night on the moon. They just start disappearing. Um, they investigate this, and the marvels come across a hole in the ground leading to the mind underneath Atalan. Hmm. Um, they then find out why well, everyone is dead. The brood crashed on the moon <laughs> uh, before anyone else, and they're now spread throughout the mind underneath Atalan, and are just picking people off. If you don't know, the brood is essentially the xenomorphs from aliens. Pretty much. But Marvel, that's basically the only difference. They yeah. have eyes. That's probably about the only difference. uh um, Marvel
0: own Alien now?
1: Probably. Sorry, Disney
0: owned Alien. I think, wait, is it Predator they own? or is it They own Predator as well, but I think they might own Alien. I think they do
1: own Alien. Fantastic. We're not going to put Xenomorphs no, in. No, But, but we're going to get the brood. That's close to. Uh, yeah. Um, so our final act is the Marvel's joining forces with all the alien species to repel the alien invasion of the brood. I think you can just pick any alien species you want that's from Marvel that has cool superpowers that can do cool things. You put them in here. Uh, once the brood are defeated, Captain Marvel, in speaking to the people, realises the real reason. The Guardians of the Galaxy sent these people here because you know the man they call Space King um, <laughs> said the universe is ending. He said, come to this solar system and ask for the Man of Iron. Captain <laughs> Marvel is pissed, goes to Earth and puts a whooping on Tony Stark. Saying they could have prepared if they had all known. If Tony had told everybody, they could have all come together and tried to stop this. But Tony's just resigned. He said, there's nothing that can be done. All of our work was futile. The world is going to end. That's a bit of a fucking downer, but yeah. here we go. <laughs> Next up, August 2021, Black Panther, King of the World. Ooh. There's a live TV broadcast from NASA... To reveal the damning truth the universe is shrinking they've had inklings their stuff has been coming back wrong but until it's kind of got close enough to be recognized they haven't had a chance to global panic breaks out now this is why tony kept it secret he knew if he told everyone the universe was ending then there would just be mass hysteria and nothing could be done he kept it under lock and key hoping to calm this crisis tony stark stephen strange and black panther call a press conference They confirmed that, yes, the invasion of Thanos kicked off a chain of events that is leading to a cataclysmic event. However, just as they have done time and again, the Avengers are working out a plan to avert disaster. Calm the fuck down. We're working on it. As media pressure starts to grow around this new group, which they dub the Illuminati. Yes, I knew you were going there. Tony tells T'Challa that both he and Strange are doing everything they can to prevent this. They've got a few last hopes left that they're going to explore, but it's it's looking grim. The press conference was there to serve two purposes. They wanted to unite all of the brilliant people of the world in a common goal, basically, just a big old mass call for everyone who's a genius at biology, chemistry, physics, the works, all come to um, Avengers Terror. We're going to work on this together. And number two, we're putting T'Challa in the spotlight. The world is crying out for a leader. Lead. So, this is basically a quasi-political thriller. Um, as T'Challa puts himself forward as the diplomatic face of the Avengers. Um, he's shown to be helping deal with the crises that have sprung up all over the world. The media start to come around to him um, until an anti-superhero movement starts to drag his name through the mud and his fellow Avengers um, kind of trying to damn them, saying, look at all these terrible things they do, dragging up skeletons from the closet stuff like that, to try and bring T'Challa down. He's not really like, you know, this all-powerful king of the world as everyone's trying to dub him as. He's really this corrupt politician who's a vigilante. The organisation, called Final Freedom, manipulates public perception to distrust superheroes, pointing to all of their past mistakes. Black Panther stands tall throughout, but the organisation is causing unrest around the world at the worst possible time. The film would show... The balance between T'Challa, the leader, and the Black Panther. With the final reveal being that Baron Zemo, having escaped the wrath, is behind all of this. He's the new head of what is left of HYDRA. Um, he's behind it all. He's trying to do what he can. He's like, no, I will not let you be remembered. If this is going to be the bitter end, you will not be remembered as false prophets. You cost me my final glory. This is personal. I'm taking it down. Um, T'Challa exposes the fraud. Baron Zemo is done. And he's seen by many to be the leader of the free world. I think that'd be quite interesting to have a black man as the free leader of the free world. That'd be great. And not in an Obama way, where he's in charge of America, and that kind of makes him the leader of the free world. <laughs> he's genuinely in charge of everything. Nice. There we go. Right. Oh, this is the awkward stepchild. Well, this is the see. one. This, yeah, this one I don't like. But I knew it was coming. I know they've mentioned the villain. And I had to put it somewhere. Cool. So here we go. And it kind of does play a role. This is called Doctor Strange Nightmare. <laughs> it's coming out in February 2022. It is my penultimate movie. Doctor Strange has become increasingly desperate in his attempt to use magic to stop the end of the world. Uh, he's reading from textbooks that have never been opened. He's experimenting in dangerous ways, but nothing is working. Um, this isn't helped by Baron Mordo's attempt to rid the world of magic, meaning that Strange has no one he can turn to other than a reluctant Wong uh strange decides he must take the ultimate risk he must channel the energy from the infinity gauntlet into his spells it's giving off a lot of energy they've left it alone like a nuclear ticking time bomb but he's like no if this thing is powerful enough to destroy the galaxy maybe it can save it um at this point the gauntlet is like highly unstable it's barely holding together yeah but strange um but strange it's the only thing powerful enough to stop the gauntlet is the gauntlet itself um, so he's he's come up with a solution he's gonna try and use the energy from this to open up a portal into an alternative universe which he's learned about from Merlin mm-hmm. um, 13 comes into it. I should say in you know what I'm gonna say that um so he's trying to use that he's trying to open up a portal to a different universe so that the gauntlet can be passed into there and it's their fucking problem <laughs> um, so he puts the gauntlet on yeah right? And he begins to make, do a very complicated spell described in one of the Ancient One's oldest books. Um, the combination of the magic and the gauntlet sets off Mordo, who's basically got like a fucking spider sense for magic because he's just been accumulating magical abilities from everyone he's been taking it Not yeah. killing, but just robbing them of their power. Yeah. Um, as strange as at the peak of this spell casting, it's just tearing the Sanctum Sanctorium apart around him. Uh, Sanctum Sanctorium, I said that wrong. Um, Mordo attacks him. Teleports in. Attack. Um, this throws Strange off and instead of creating a bridge between worlds, it sucks Strange and Mordo into one. Ooh. Uh, they stand in like an empty plane of existence. Think like when Eleven goes into the um, the void in her head and there's just black nothingness except for them two. Yeah. Uh, they appear to be alone until a voice from the blackness asks, and where might you be from? Uh, the voice begins to taunt them um, until he appears as like a tiny grey-skinned imp with, like, purple hair. He's quite short, about four <laughs> foot tall. Uh, he says, I am Nightmare, and I am in your debt. I haven't had a new world to infest for eons. Uh, he's played by Alfie Allen, who is a Theon Greyjoy from Game yeah! of Thrones. I was like, he's a little shit, isn't he? He's a little <laughs> shit in John Wick as well. He can be my little shit here. Nice. Plus, I have to cast, you know, Game of Thrones in somewhere. I had Natalie Dormer earlier, but we've she's had, already been in the MC. We've interview. had a Stranger
0: Things album, and now we've got Uh, Game of Thrones, Alan. We're both... We're hitting them all our time. We're good, we're good. We're doing Um,
1: it. So he grabs Mordo's hand um, and both he and Strange are suddenly back in the real world. Mordo realises he can't use magic anymore. Whatever the fucking imp did to him, it's robbed him of all his powers. And Mordo is completely fucking chill with that. (laughs) He's like, right, I'm just going to leave because despite Strange explaining that the world is ending, Mordo simply simply says, look, I knew that we weren't immortal. I knew my end was come eventually. And I have rid the world of magic, and it's fine. In death, I know that magic is gone from the world. I've done my purpose, it's fine. Things get worse as people <laughs> start going insane upon waking up from, from their sleep, screaming about monsters and demons. Now, um, you said you stole from um, Movie Bob yep. for Sheeps. For, you know, I stole from somebody else as well. I've stolen from you. Oh, I've basically taken your Mysterio plot. And tweaked it to fit Nightmare. <laughs> nice. Sorry about that. That's fine. But I had to work... Because they've said they're going to put Nightmare in the sequel, basically. And I, I have, like, mate? Well, who the fuck do you oh, do didn't have them do that. Well,
0: that's well they've weird.
1: hinted heavily like they want to use him. The so he's Nightmare. Fair enough. This is how you do it. Um, so, Strange finds a book describing Nightmare, a demon from another dimension who attacked Earth once before during the Dark Ages until he was repelled by the Ancient One. Uh, This is the Ancient One from the Doctor Strange movie. Tilda Swinton. And this is how she earned her Ancient One status, is by repelling Nightmare in the first place. Uh, Nightmare starts to tear tear the world apart, seemingly growing stronger with every passing incident. There's monsters being seen in people's heads. The world's going insane. Uh, He taunts Doctor Strange relentlessly, um, who tries to restore order as much as he can, but there's only so much he can do. Mordo reappears at this point, driven out by the chaos of the world, and he offers to help Strange. He's like, this isn't what I want. I wanted to protect the innocent people from magic, and this has just gone awry. Um, so, Steve Strange approaches Nightmare with an ultimatum. Face me on the astral pain. Win, and you will become the Sorcerer Supreme. I'll grant you that. And I will offer no resistance in your conquest. You are free to take over the world. Um, lose, however, and you'll be banished from the universe again. Mordo's pissed off at this, like saying, what the fuck are you doing? But Nightmare immediately accepts. Climactic fight takes place in a very Jack Kirby-esque astral plane. Nice. The freakiest fucking shit you can think of from, like, the vision thing when the ancient one touches his head. They're fighting in that now. Nice. Uh, Strange is losing until he's able to absorb a little bit of Nightmare's magic. And instead of using it, he casts it aside out of the astral plane. Strange. Nightmare taunts him for his mistake, but Strange said he has sent it where it would be most effective. Back in the real world, we see Mordo regain his powers and he joins um, Strange in the astral plane and together they defeat Nightmare, who loses and is subsequently destroyed. He isn't banished. He's fucking deteriorated. He's gone. At the end, Strange talks to to, to Tony Stark and says, I know how to save the world. Here we go. Nice. Final movie. This is called Avengers Cataclysm. Ooh. July 2022. Um, This is basically taken off the more recent uh, event that saw the end of Marvel 616 and the Ultimate Universe and everything with the big paws opening the sky ending all the worlds that led into Secret Wars. I've basically taken that basic concept and stretched it into an Avengers movie. Cool. Oh, my Christ, here we go. (laughs) This, This is a fuck ton of bullshit and a lot of cheese. Here we go. Uh, the end now ideally the end by My Chemical Romance we be playing at the moment not going to do that but it should be um, <laughs> Strange and Tony are making final preparation to send the gauntlet into another dimension they build a ship capable of jumping realities uh, through a combination of Stark tech and strange magic um, this is the only way they can get the gauntlet to go with them as Strange has thus far failed in his attempt to just make the gauntlet go through on its own accord they need to contain the engine inside this ship to be able to get through a portal yeah um, as the cataclysm, cataclysm approaches, the universe only has a few errors left. The implosion is rapidly reaching the edge of our solar system, and the gauntlet is becoming even more unstable. The plan is simple. They will travel to the dimension Strange traveled to, where Nightmare once resided, empty as fuck. Um, they will deposit the gauntlet there, and then they will jump back. Leave it there. It can destroy a pocket universe that has no one in it completely barren. Fine. The team chosen to do this mission is Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel as She-Hulk, as, like, all-purpose heavy hitters should something go wrong in the pocket dimension. Black Panther, as he must must be seen as, like, the one who's going to save the world because he's now essentially the leader of the free world. Uh, And Spider-Man. Peter is confused and, like, why do I get to do this? You're fucking Tony Stark. And Tony says, look, I've already been through a black hole. I don't intend to do that ever again. Yeah. It's time... um, I'm not sure I can face it again, but you, Peter, deserve to be the hero everyone remembers. You can come out of this and say I was a teenager and I took on the end of the world and won. That's fucking amazing. Um, meanwhile, back on Earth, Tony and Bruce will be monitoring things from the landing pad to make sure everything goes smoothly. Taking advantage of this tear and space in time, Kang the Conqueror shows up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I haven't gone with... Who um, did you go with? What? For Kang? Uh, I went for Ian uh, McShane. Gone the other way. Gone with Joel Edgerton. Okay, that makes Used sense. Used to heavy makeup like we saw in... Um, Oh, what was the Netflix thing with Will Smith? Bright,
0: right? Yeah.
1: So, that and, makes sense. and I must admit, this is from Screen Rant. I went through like cast, fancy casting, and he does look. He's got the square face to be Kang. Oh, is he? Oh, cool. um, can you tell me he's both been playing Lego Marvel Marvel Superheroes too? <laughs> um, anyway, he invades the Earth. He's like, well, fuck it, it's my time. Um, he's there to take possession of the Gauntlet, and using his army to do so in order to escape the apocalypse on his own. He's in it for himself. He just wants to get out of this fucking dimension. Despite his best efforts, I don't go into much detail with Kang. Um, Despite their best efforts, Kang is able to steal the gauntlet, um, but as it has a certain learning curve, he can't use its full potential right away. This gives the Avengers one shot to get it back. Cue every fucking person (laughs) in the MCU attacking Kang's grounded mothership. Nice. Everybody, everyone I mentioned in this pitch, everyone from before, everyone from Netflix, everyone from Agent Shield, they're all fucking here. This is your call everyone moment. Nice. Doesn't involve Galactus, I'm sorry, but it's fine. <laughs> um so they uh, they regain possession of the gauntlets after the fight to end all fucking fights. And they get it back to the ship after one final long one-shot of Marvel heroes throwing that ship between them like a football. Like in the original Avengers, the one-shot through New York, but it's fucking tenfold that. Everyone gets a turn chucking the gauntlet to each other. Nice. That's how we do this. Um, we see Black Panther and Doctor Strange back at the ship. They're turning everything on, getting everything ready. Um, T'Challa sees the destruction heading his way, and he goes to a radio on his wrist and says, Sure, it's now or never. Initiate, assemble, protocol. Oh. 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 The ship is like quickly scrambling when the crew is on board, but Kang's forces have regrouped and they're fucking chasing. One shot at Miss Marvel hits her, so Kamala Khan, hits her and she crashes into the ship. Um, she's like cradled by Captain Marvel and She-Hawk because she's been hit pretty bad, but she's okay. The ship starts taking fire as Iron Man and Hawk are trying to hold off these robots, but they're pelting the fucking thing. Um... <laughs> Out of nowhere, oh. just as all seems lost, a bolt of lightning cracks <laughs> the sky. Nice. A hammer and a shield crash into <laughs> several robots, and four flies in with Captain Fucking America. <laughs> they were like, "Right, like, the world's about to end. Wake them fuckers up. I've had enough time." <laughs> right? We get some banter between the four OG Avengers, and then just as the Avengers theme tune. Plays. One last time, we see the OG Avengers fight off Kang's Legion as the ship starts to make the jump in the background. Oh my fuck! Strange sees Kang approaching and tells Tony, "You can't leave the portal open. They'll just fucking come through. Close it. I can get us back once the gauntlet's gone. Don't worry." Tony agrees, and after saying, "See you on the other side," closes the portal. That is. I needed music for Beautiful. that. <sighs> that is how we say goodbye. To the original Avengers. To the original Avengers. In the empty plane of existence, then a badly damaged ship is barely holding together. Spidey and Captain Marvel force the door open. Um, Sorry, Captain Marvel and She-Hulk force the door open and Spider-Man just tosses that shit out into the ether. Strange starts to conjure magic to get through the thing, but the gauntlet was already imploding. It just fucking goes off. It explodes, the unleashing a massive wave of energy. Um, this impact on Strange is trying to do this experimental magic, basically, and they a portal opens and they go through it and they're crashing back on Earth in a city. They don't know which city it is, but it's not on fire, so it's not the one they just <laughs> it's fucking. It's not raised. on fire. <laughs> Everyone is messed up after the crash. They're all like fucking bleeding and shit. Peter asks, "Are they back on Earth?" But Strange says, "They are," but we're not on our Earth. I didn't get the magic right. This is somewhere else. We sit to Peter's point of view. Very blurry. He's just getting his senses back. The vague outline of a black jet lands nearby. <laughs> Four figures emerge and are walking towards Peter. Peter's like... We, we cut away now. It's just his face. Peter pleads with them for help. We cut to a shot. Spider-Man's face, Peter's face, is just on the left-hand side of the screen. He's just like, you need to help us. All of a sudden... Three metal claws shoot millimetres <laughs> from his face. <laughs> and all we hear, Michael, <laughs> is someone say, Who the hell are you, Bob?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's how you do it, Michael! Let <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> oh. explain it? yes. I needed an ending, because that's what Kevin Feige said is coming. And as I said in the prelude, it doesn't have to be Vendors Infinity War, but we have to end it somewhere. Contracts are coming up. Shit's going to get stale if Tony and Bruce and everyone just keeps carrying on. So what we do is we say goodbye to MCU version 1. That universe is gone. You leave the door open in case you want to go back, in case shit gets tits up in the new universe, but that's gone. Everybody who isn't on this ship are sent, not dead, but they gone. We got to see them one last time. The LG Avengers doing what they do best, fighting off the horde so that new guys can escape.
0: So, like, Black Widow and Hawkeye also
1: gone? Gone. Everyone's gone? Gone. That's why I felt the need to do a Black Widow movie before time was up. Um, MI13, immediately was just a bit of a passion project I wanted to do. They would fit into Avengers somewhere, but I didn't have time to fucking put everyone in there. Yeah. But we got a good send-off. We got to see Iron Man, Hulk, Cat 4 do one last heroic thing with <laughs> the Avengers <laughs> thing going... And we are now in a new universe where you can naturally introduce the X-Men, introduce the Fantastic Four, and introduce alternative versions of everyone else with new casting, but the same fecking people. Oh, hang on. Are you saying Miles Morales? Miles Morales. Yay! You can have any... You want to do Ree Williams, for fuck's sake, as Iron Man. You don't have to, but you've got that chance now. You've now got a completely clean rulebook. The only difference is... The X-Men are here, and mutants are a thing. That means you don't get the problem of where have the mutants been, or trying to come up with a way to create the mutants that doesn't go against everything that mutants need to be. It's a clean cut. This isn't the Fox universe. This is completely different. We see that Wolverine, when the arm comes in, it's yellow and blue Wolverine. Nice. Or yellow and black, whatever your preference. They're suited, they're booted. We've left Fox behind, we've left the MCU behind. We have a new start. But we've kept some of their most popular characters. I don't want to see Tom Holland go anywhere. Spider-Man, we've kept him. Strange, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, they've all gotten a third movie to do in their prequels to finish that off. That's all interesting places for them to be. They're in a whole new fucking universe. You've just introduced Miss Marvel, she's good to go, etc. I just think it's the best way to have an ending that isn't actually an an ending. ending. And that's how I would do that. Michael.
0: That was pretty rad. Fucking hell. One small problem with that though. Oh don't. You can't make the She-Hulk movie. Why? Because if you make anything with Hulk in the title, Universal got to have got our first dibs at it.
1: But it says She-Hulk with a hyphen. I know. Look, again,
0: that's one thing that's a bit loose. I know, I am picking holes in an I, ultimately I, good plan.
1: I, I wanted to I did at one point try and get a Khazar movie into that, but if you can write a Khazar movie that doesn't sound like a Tarzan movie you've done a better job than I could because I could not crack that particular code and at one point the X-Men were in there as your pitch but I went no I want I want a cleaner break because then you've got the X-Men is your new team you wouldn't have the Avengers anymore you'd have the Ultimates Ooh. you'd change the title of the big team up movie
0: so it's not you know we could, could... even do like the younger t- the younger heroes making the champions which is the brand yeah. new team in yeah. the comics that'd be great Whatever you want to do, you've got a clean bit
1: of health. The only thing you need to include is whoever those four silhouettes are, which of course, be Wolverine, Cyclops, Storm, Jean Grey. Beast, if you want to throw in there, fuck it. Do you know who we're playing them? No, I haven't cast those. Fair play. Um, left that open. I'll probably just revert back to my previous castings for all of them.
0: Jake Gyllenhaal, then.
1: <laughs> yes. So that's how you go ahead, I think. It's a clean bag for both of them. You can get Ryan Reynolds in there and do the wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and everything's fine.
0: Yeah, Deadpool, like... Came came in a, in a similar disaster. Exactly.
1: So I think I don't think you should do that because you can have Thanos's
0: evil brother, Thanos.
1: <laughs> you can have you can have people who used to be in the MCU turn up as the, their characters. They just you make some differences. They've got an eye missing, there's an arm off, they've got a limp. Oh, he's a got black. an arm off. I don't know, but you can do that. But you've got freedom to do it. You've created a whole new universe,
0: but you've linked it to the last one. Does this mean we can have Hasselhoffnick Fury?
1: Of course we can have Hasselhoffnick Fury. <laughs> you can do whatever the fuck you want, Michael. This is how you do that. Oh, I'm glad that's done. <laughs> I'm glad that's out in the open. Uh,
0: this was oh. this was a difficult one. So, hang on, we are at. We're at like an hour and 40. Okay. So, that's pretty good. I mean, we can always have quick chat about what we've just done because this was a (laughs) a huge project and there's a lot to go over. I think your climactic movie trumps mine purely because yours had a plan. Yeah. And I like that your arc is starting with disaster and ending with um, sort of like, not redemption, but a new chapter. Yes. Whereas mine's not doing that. Mine's yours in reverse, really.
1: You've left yours open to go into phase five with your same characters. I just think... Bother me. My reasoning was, again, to be boring about it. Contracts, people getting bored of the role, this, that and the other. You start if you if you keep going in that same vein without doing a reboot, admittedly this would be very high concept stuff for people who aren't all up on superhero lore to understand. I've tried to make it as simple as possible, but even then you'll lose some people. But it's just kind of it's like it's like a Doctor Who regeneration. Mm you've just, you've answered the question. Yes, it's a bit deus ex machina, but you've then, you can cast new people to lung contracts and get another 10 years out of this thing. You've got a whole new toolbox to play with in the Fox stuff that you haven't got to awkwardly crowbar in. It's just, it's there, it's established. You can go back and do a, an X-Men Origins movie if you want. You can just have them in the here and there and do whatever adventure you feel like. You can correct mistakes. That's what I like about yours. Now, I think you're narratively you did better job with the sequels. My sequels serve the purpose of the plot more than the individual character Yeah. Particularly my Doctor Strange one. Yeah. Not a fan of that picture.
0: Yeah, Doctor Strange was a prelude to Avengers. Uh, what was it called? Cataclysm. Cataclysm.
1: Yeah. Um, I needed a pocket dimension explaining, and I need to put Nightmare in there somewhere. I wouldn't have written that picture if I didn't have those to do with. So it was more a necessity than a film at that
0: point. But <laughs> yeah. That's okay. But your your big one, your bit, your MI13, is is really fucking good. I'm not even gonna. Pretend that I don't think that that's genius.
1: Disney making The Office. Yeah. Disney making
0: I, The Office by way of making... By making Kingsman, essentially. Essentially. You've got the action comedy aspect of Kingsman, but you've made it uber yeah. British, which is
1: great. It's the Hotford superhero movie. You just show British as being a bit shit. Because I think that's... Because they're genre hopping, British comedy is a very unique thing. And this can actually help, like, be the Trojan horse to get British comedy going in, in America more predominantly because they'll be introduced to air self-deprecating humour and stuff like that. It just felt like if we we're going to do a British thing... And I admit, I was a bit hand strung but like, well, who in the fuck's left to do? I don't want to do Kazar. I don't want to do Silver Surfer. Who in the fuck else is that? You could do a Blade movie, but again, I feel like he's going to be better served in another movie. John Boyega Blade, though. That's I still would have rather had Daniel Kaluuya, but I'm happy I'm happy with John Bagger. I like John
0: Boyega's blade.
1: We could have him in you in Star Wars, that'd be a unique thing. Oh yeah. no, uh Watch his face is the collector and Yeah,
0: but thingy. and Thingy's gonna be in um been to War, wars isn't she? Um Lord Dern. Or am I thinking of something else?
1: Laura Dern's gonna no, be. No, I think I think I'm thinking of someone else. Ignore me. Ignore me. You've, You've gone mental. Ignore me But no, I think yeah, mine is more plot-driven. Your Our theme was better. Yeah. Very good theming. Thank you. I don't think I had that. <laughs> no, I you, had the world is
0: ending, fuck. thing is, you had a plot, but it's it's the problem that we've got with, we had with Thanos from the end of Avengers 1. It's like, fuck, I want to see Thanos. Yeah. But we've got to stretch it out for two
1: more phases. See, this is why I made it less about a person coming, because you could essentially replace the universe implosion with Galactus. Fuck me, Galactus is coming and is eating things. But I was like, no, because you are right, then you have to keep cameoing him, keep mentioning him. If you just know in the background somewhere the universe is imploding, and you make sort of hints to it in every single one of the movies, some very small, some very big, I think that's quite interesting. But, yes, this is how I felt was the right way to do an ending. Because they've been very vague about it, because they're not ending anything. We know there's sequels. And that's how I couldn't wrap my head around, well, Infinity War can't be the end if we know there's sequels coming. Yeah. That's not how endings work. So, this was
0: my answer to that. I just think you've got to. I I like your interpretation of the ending, but I think. But I think the ending is. You're right, it is the death of the original Avengers, but I I, I think. I mean, I I like it. I'm not saying I don't like it.
1: Yeah, with just like a one shot of them. The slow mo shot of them just pounding
0: people. Because the thing is, you could still. With your idea, you could still do a Galactus at the end. It's like the devourer, not even just the devourer of worlds, the devourer of all worlds. Yeah. And it's like, we need help, phone everyone. And then just all of a sudden, the open, the tear, and an old, haggard, original Avengers team, like, y'all don't know what shit's coming. Bad <laughs> shit <laughs> coming. Bad juju. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, though. I, I, I think I, I think you can still serve, there's still so much worth left in the in the MCU world, yeah, I think there's infinitely some more worth in having an ultimate universe. A, you yeah, know, yeah, quote unquote an ultimate universe, for lack of a better word. But I don't know whether abandoning the original is worth it now because I don't. I don't know. There's there's some things that I was My, like, that's fantastic, yeah. and some I was like, why?
1: My only fault was I loaded up everyone into that ship where I was like, right, these are the people you admit because you feel there's more to do with them. It's like, does anyone really want an Iron Man four? Does anyone really want a Thor four? If it's more like Ragnarok, a maybe. Four, Thor. four, Thor. a four. Thor. Does anyone really want another Captain America movie? Does anyone really want to see you know Hulk just continuing to cameo when you could have new toys to play with those old movies? Because then again, you don't. You either die a hero or you live long oh, enough see. to see them become the villain. If they keep going and just keep making Iron Man appearing things and just keep making Hulk, eventually it becomes boring and something else will move in. This can be an injection of new life. Not saying it will need it at this juncture. It's nice to have that option just in case. Yeah. And that's what I felt I needed to do.
0: I know. Uh, yeah, and you get to it, and it's, but it's 2022. Yeah. <laughs> and that seems like a long way away, but it's it's closer. We're closer to 2022.
1: We're oh, 31 we, in 2022. Yeah, I'm but we're,
0: we're closer to 2022 now than we are to the start of the MCU. Well,
1: Country more we are, yes.
0: So I don't know whether it... Is it not nice to leave the memories alone, though, at some
1: point, and just say, we can't think of it like the original trilogy of yeah. Star Wars movies. I know that's kind of been scuppered now because they brought the main people back for the new trilogy. But that was encapsulated, sent off, and then we did the prequels. Slightly different thing, but then you kind of put them in a lockbox and say, no, these are pristine, you loved all of them, with two exceptions, they're going to put <laughs> them in this box, and we're going to push them off. That's your MCU version 1. You can buy a big old fucking box set from Disney. £200, please. Thank you. Off you pop. But now, we have got this all new one. New possibilities. New characters. New reinterpretations of your own characters. Fixing mistakes. Integrating the fox people. It's the only way I could do You know me, Michael? I'm a logical person. I need to solve problems. Which would basically mean Spider-Man 3 would be Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. Spider-Man. You could do... T'Challa, T'Challa, and Storm—that's right there for you to tell.
0: Oh, that is a him trouble. going
1: to Wakanda, seeing what's up with it, and it's like you can say it's war torn or whatever, and he's got to reclaim his country. Doctor Strange and do some magic shit—I struggle with Doctor Strange
0: stuff.
1: <laughs> I'm interested, I am, but it's just it's difficult um, and stuff like that. You can have Miss, uh, you can have the the Marvels become more of a team up franchise where it's uh, Mister Marvel. Grab an A Force movie out—that's that, I forgot to mention that one. I've put a lot of female, strong female characters in there. Go off and do a fucking A Force movie. Fuck yes. You'd have Sue Storm in there, you can have Gene, you can have Storm. Whoever the fuck you want from the X Men and the Fox universe, you whack them all in an A Force movie. Fuck an Force yes. movie would be incredible. Fuck yes. I've put all the key characters in there, that's all ready to go. I've solved a problem. You've told a story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Mine is a marketing exercise. <laughs> Yours is the storytelling issue. because it's also mine gives it time for them to ratify the Fox deal. That's so That's true. another problem you got to think. They're not going to get that ready for at least another two years at the bare minimum in terms of getting... So if you look at the timeline, they have two years to suss the deal out, okay it all, it's not a monopoly, it's good to go, off you go. And then it takes about two years to put movies into production and get them out. By that timeline, we're in 2022. Avengers Cataclysm is in the August, November. You put your fucking X-Men movie, your Deadpool movie, your Fantastic Four movie, and you're offering a new set of things to go and do. There's been enough time. Disney can start going, stop with the X-Men shit. Now, we've had time to mourn them for four years. We haven't had a Wolverine running around, or a Storm or a Cyclops. All new characters, they're back. We're excited. Fantastic Four, again, it would have been close enough to one two four five six years since we had fan four probably even was that 2015 or 2016 no, That was
0: 2015
1: 2015 so that's seven years since we've had the fantastic four more than enough time to forget about that terrible piece of shit and be excited for reed sue and the others
0: you, you put together a good case
1: I think this is the most even we've ever been with pitches
0: yeah because I think we've both got really fucking good points and some bits that clearly yeah. we, which are a contrivance to make sure we can get to our main yes. points I need to win this one though, because I'm
1: currently down I know we scored it ourselves but I'm pretty sure I'm down 2-1 at this point um, your X-Men and Spider-Man pitches were both better yeah. I'll give my thing on the DCU Bo- your booster gold one was just gold
0: mm. <laughs> but yeah yeah, this, this this needs to be your equaliser and it, it seems pretty even that's the problem it
1: does so we need you to tell us which one you thought was the better pitch let us know on SoundCloud on uh, iTunes on YouTube when I can bother to put all the pictures together for this one yep. good fucking god that's <laughs> going to be a day um, and yes please just let us know your feedback please let us know who won uh, and we have another pitch tents in the pipeline we do it's not on superheroes but I think that's all we're going to tell you at the time look at what big tentpole movies are coming up you can probably suss what we're about to do yeah um, so yeah we won't leave you solo for too long <laughs> <laughs>
0: In the, meantime, can... <laughs> In the meantime, you can go and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the username that Mike Owen. Or you can go and follow the site on your uh, social media platform of choice under the username Fowl T. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T.
1: Darren? You can follow me on Twitter at The Gutteridge. Uh Please do go check out FowlEntertainment.com. Right now, we've got the Black Panther review. Michael finally got round to kicking his laptop into shape and putting out our... 2017 video game review and 2018 preview
0: in March it's like (laughs) uh, the the weird thing is that right I put this out today so today's the first of March when we're recording this oh god I've I've said it out loud and now people know how long it takes Ah. to do these things but like people are still coming out with year end stuff yeah i know on youtube it's weird like best of 2017 i'm like in march <laughs> i'm like you're not as lazy as me <laughs> if, if everything's not laziness it's just your fucking laptop's dying yeah to be fair no, we are using helps. the same laptop and we not only started the site on but also did the original stuff back in the day on yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah this it's... this laptop's as old as the mcu oh god oh my god oh sweet jesus oh. christ um, yeah, we've got
1: all that. Much more to come. Um, Are we going to even doing an Oscar movie thing? Hopefully. I've seen more of them.
0: Yeah. But I don't think we're going to get time to see all of them before the actual ceremony. I mean, we'll damn well try. Uh, Give it a good old go. It, it's, it's trying to find a showing of like... Because I think Lady Bird's out next week over here. Yes. And Shape of Water is out. Could not abide by that movie, Michael. More on that when we get to the episode. I haven't seen it yet. So, you know. So there's nine. We need to get through at least nine of them. I think if we collectively do the nine, we'll be okay. Hopefully, the next time you'll hear us will be for our Tomb Raider review
1: Uh, that's coming out in the middle of March. I'll probably have one up for that. There's also Pacific Rim Uprising, which
0: we know how you feel about. Oh god, I'm looking
1: forward to. I don't want to watch it. Get someone else to watch it and get them in. Then we got Ready Player One at the end. Good god, I'm ready for that. Uh, yes thank you very much for listening please do vote on which one of us you thought did the better job and we'll see you all next time
0: thank you for listening bye everybody Bye.
1: bye